in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, April 28th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from a remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios. We are live from Oxmoor Ford today here in the heart of St. Matthews. But a reminder, visit business.louisville.edu to see what the L College of Business can do for you, including earning your MBA in just 12 months, business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the United States of America. You know us better as the Big X. And a reminder, we are here at Oxmoor Ford. Board, uh, just announced 1,000 retail customer cashback rates as low as 0% on Explorers and F-150s here. Also, they've got uh, uh, the largest selection of pre-owned factory certified vehicles here in Kentuckiana is right here at Oxmoor Ford. Stop by, check them out, tell them Mike Rutherford sent you, tell them Trevor Kelsey did not send you, or just, you know, give Trevor the middle finger and then buy a car. It's going to be a fantastic afternoon for you. That's what we're here for uh, until 6 o'clock. Scooter Dingus back at the studio producing the absolute hell out of the show. Uh, Scoots, how are you? I am really good now that I heard the old intro and not the new one. He does. Uh, Scoots, will, Scoots still loves playing the old intro. I, he loves well, it just to make Trevor. Here's the deal, Mike. I, the old one or the new one, the newest one, is in the email, and I'm not going to go through the email thread to find the new one. If Trevor's <laughs> not going to take the time to save the new one on the Mike Rutherford folder, then I'm just going to play the 3.0 for the rest of time. Ooh. The thing is, though, is that nine out of ten times you're the one running the show from that bolt that, from that studio where I'm at the other studio normally. So why don't you download it and put it in the folder? We've because that's not my fight. job. It's it's your it's your show, Trevor. That's your job. If you want me to play the 4.0, you've got to save the 4.0 in the Mike Rutherford show in the folder, and then I'll play it. How about Challenge that? accepted. Okay. If you guys want to do this for three hours, I'm good with that. Like, I, I can just. Go. <laughs> I'm going to the balloon glue. Personally, today. I'm a little pissed you went to him before you came to me today. <laughs> well, that that I'm a little hurt actually. I, really? think, I think I'm about to sneak in cigarette number four before I even say anything. Now. I said I said your name first. You said my name, and then uh, Scoots' name second. So then I was going to backtrack. It would be weird just to be like, and Scoots is also here producing the show. How are you, Trevor? I'm fine now. Now that I know I'm, I'm your sloppy second go-to over here. No, that's true. We Scoots and I bonded while you were gone. I mean, so at, first, at first I was just excited <laughs> that you didn't tell people to show the moon me and just give me the finger, and then you just turn around and, and, and just throw all that goodwill away by going to Scoots before me. It's a testy Friday already. You're it's coming just, after Scoots. You're coming after me. 
<laughs> I got everywhere. I got a late bats game. It'll start till eight. I'm gonna be there till like midnight tonight. Oh, Lord. Hey, he just turned forty three. He's an old grumpy man. Now. This is true. You, I was hoping for I was so long before. Your age that, is yeah. showing now at forty three. Yeah, this hour I'm gonna be the fifty year old. Next hour maybe I'll be the sixteen year old. Who knows? Keep locked in and stay tuned to see what version of Trevor you get. That's why people tune in. That, that's why they're here. I'll tell you right now, Tre- you want you want me to go to you want me to go to like the twelve year old Trevor. Not let's talk. Really. Let's talk about. <laughs> where's, is, I don't think anybody really wants. That. Where's the bathroom? <laughs> well, uh, how about that draft last night? Now, that makes Trevor feel we're, like we're going. To that get makes to the me draft. as happy as a twelve-year-old right now. That makes you the happy Trevor. I'm happy Trevor we're now. Gonna, we're going to talk draft. We're going to talk um, some, uh, some some football stuff. We're going to talk some men's basketball recruiting. Are your there notes a, on the back of a, like an instruction manual? Stop? <laughs> there is a visitor in town this weekend that we now have official confirmation on that we're going to get to. Woo-hoo. And then we are going to, yes, get to the news of the day, which I'm sure is going to lead to a – it's already led to a feisty text. Like, I'm looking down. You know, you know that something's happened when it's like, oh, there's 75 texts already and we're three minutes oh, into the show. I can only imagine what they're about. Yeah, it's uh, it, we're, we're going to discuss uh, the latest addition to the UVL men's basketball <laughs> roster. We'll get to all that good stuff. Uh, but first and foremost, TK, how are you on this Friday oh, night? <laughs> Friday afternoon. How was your Thursday night besides uh, celebrating? You got your Eagles shirt on. Oh, good. yeah. It was a nice night for you, I know. At 309, thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> he just stabbed me with his pen. Uh, last night was beautiful. Had a, had a great night. Uh, got some got some moonshine chicken. It actually showed up from Cattleman's. It's one for three now. Yeah, I actually ordered two, ver- two, two, uh, two meals. Just in case they just forgot one, but they did bring them both. So, but I only got to eat one. It's I, just good I, thinking. I'm gonna save the other one for tonight, and uh, I got to sit back and enjoy the uh, the draft. Uh, I'll I sit there and watch it from start to started seven o'clock, went till you know it ended, and then listen to the uh, like XM radio and listen to the, the the breakdowns of it. It was beautiful, be- beautiful draft night. And guess what? It gets even better tonight. Cause we got rounds two and three, then all day tomorrow from three to seven. I just, this is my wheelhouse, man. I knew, so I was putting I was putting John down to sleep, and I had the phone on the side table uh, with on, on silent, but it still like lights up when you get the text messages. And so I knew I was gonna have to miss the Lions pick, but I knew when I saw the amount of texts that were coming in, I was like, <laughs> I was like nobody's going to text me this much if the Lions did something good. I make it like a couple from like my best friends who would be like, "Hey, man, like like well done, like I actually really like this guy." But the only thing that could have possibly happened during this time frame, to get this many texts is that the Lions did something incredibly stupid, uh, which I log on very quickly and realize yeah. that they, they, they seem to have. Kirk Herbstreit took up for us today. He was like, he's like, the Lions had the best draft. I was like, thank God we got somebody out there. I just figured this. the Lions couldn't handle winning, so they just decided to just poop the bed to the last night or begin to poop the bed. And it started out good for the Lions. Their trade down I thought was excellent. When they moved down from 6 to 12, I thought that's a good move. There's the, Whoever they wanted at 6 is not going to be there. They get extra picks. They need defensive guys. They could use some, you know. I thought the same thing. This is this is a good move. They got six and eighteen or twelve and eighteen now. They can move down again if they don't like the guy. And when twelve came around, and by the way, the Eagles, of course, moving up one spot for nothing, gave up nothing to move up and take maybe the next Jerome Brown, the best player in the draft, Jalen Carter. Thank you, Chicago, again. Uh, but then when you all, I thought to myself, well, we pick at thirty. I wouldn't mind going running back. I bet Gibbs would be good at thirty. Maybe we'll look at Gibbs at thirty. Nope. No, no, no. You all decided to go. 
The Lions, the guy who was undraftable out of NC State, I, I used to always and then one year Alabama joke about wide receivers year after year after year after year. Even like when you're a decade removed from the Lions' run on wide receivers when they didn't need them, and now I feel like it's going to be running backs. Like that's the new thing. It's going to be the new joke. It's like the it's the equivalent of the Kenny Payne taking wings uh, joke, which we will get to here very yeah. shortly. But that yeah, the Lions took two guys that they probably could have both gotten a pick later. Like, Who's your second first round pick? I don't even remember now. Jack, the Campbell kid from Iowa. The oh, line. yeah, The inside yeah. linebacker, not even like an on-ball linebacker. I we, know. We drafted two two top 20 picks. We used a running back when we already have two signed and a inside linebacker. It's. Uh, I mean, at least you didn't take a running back in the top 10. Poor Dave Ragone. I mean, that's – I believe the stat I read that no team who's taken a running back in the top 10 has ever won a Super Bowl with that running back on their team. Is that true? I want to say, yeah, because Fournette won it with the Bucks, but, of course, he was – Drafted by Jacksonville. That's nuts. That's a wild stat. I mean, I think I read it. Maybe it was maybe it was top five, but I thought it was top ten that I read that stat. Or at least, of course, the modern day draft. I'm sure there was, you know, somebody taking in the 30s in the top five because there's only seven picks that uh, that did do it. But I mean, that's the The last team dropped a draft a well, this is defensive tackle. I can't find that running back stat. I heard it on like XM Radio when I went one week one night. I was driving. That's pretty wild. And I kind, of, I kind of went back and like looked at this running back's take. And I mean, if you think about, I mean, obviously Barkley hasn't. I mentioned Fournette won it with the Bucks. Apparently, Jamal Lewis is the last one to do it. He was. Was he top ten? That's what they're saying. Maybe it was top five. Has never done it then. And I thought it was one of the two. I couldn't remember the. That's seven. still a long time. I mean, it's still. Like, That's still an insane stat, though. Decent I mean, amount of time between that. Because yeah. I mean, you're talking great yeah, running backs. I mean, Barry the, Sanders taken. I mean, he was the number five overall pick in 2000. Who Jamal Lewis? Yeah. Okay. So, I guess he did win it with Ravens, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So uh, dude, that this buck one trend, but I mean, that's still a lot. Of, that's still one out of what fifty, <laughs> one out of thirty, forty something. Yeah. The Rambacks have gone in, and I don't think it's going to change in Atlanta. I, I told you the the Eagles weren't going to take a running back to the top ten though. We well, said first round. I said top ten, said and then first round still bought it anyway. You said first. Round. And we got a steal. We got a top ten. We got two top ten picks with the ninth and thirtieth pick. Are you going to let Kirby Smart coach the team? My, the he entire, can be defensive coordinator. The entire defense is now just Ra- Georgia players. Our, our buddy Roush, who was at the draft, texted me last night. He was like, well, you think anybody in Georgia you're not going to take? I just replied, like, you know, you, have you not seen what these guys have done the last two years in college football? I think I'm okay with it. Roush should not be talking smack. But first of all, it's like, how was oh. the draft coverage for him? He was not happy. Are you I, taking – let's start off right here. Let's, okay. let's talk about it because a lot of Louisville fans are taking glee and what happened to Will Levis last night. Mm. Are you among them? I mean, I'm not taking glee. It's more just I told you so. I'm taking glee. I mean, there's <laughs> I'm, I'm fully willing to admit it. I'm taking glee. I mean, I guess does, is it is it is it is it, is it, is, it, is, is it taking glee when I'm bragging about the fact that I told you he wasn't he shouldn't have been a first round pick to begin with. I mean, I they're taking glee and being right I think maybe it's both. I mean, because all most Louisville fans, including both of us on the show, certainly were like, I just I, I don't see it. Like maybe no. it's going to happen, but like I don't know where this is coming from. And we say this as fans who watched him. Certainly, two years ago, just torch our team um, you know, to to at Chris. Yeah, but who did? Last year didn't do a whole lot against <laughs> us. It was not as much him as it was their defense. He was fine against us last year, but he was not. He, he didn't kill us the way that he did in in twenty twenty one. But like, I, I still I watch enough Kentucky to be like, I mean, he's he's fine. But like, I don't see him as this generational top ten quarterback pick. And then to see the NFL kind of falling in there, he also just kind of is a. He's a douche. Like, like, like yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel that bad for him. Don't, don't be feel bad saying that because you weren't. I mean, I heard multiple. 
analysis, you know, from different channels and different people saying like his interviews didn't his go interviews well. didn't go well. It's a team by team, you know, and they'd always be like, well, it's a team by team, but some teams didn't, you know, thought he came off kind of arrogant, kind of like you said, douchey. And uh, now, do, do you watch NFL Network or do you watch ESPN coverage? I watch ESPN. Because I, I can't handle watching ESPN. Because, I didn't watch much last night. Like, if I watch ESPN, I have to put it on mute because they're pretty unentertaining and don't know what they're talking about half the time. Except for, I do I do still like Mel Kuyper because he's the only guy on any NFL coverage that will be negative about a pick. Well, except Mel Kuyper was, I, I thought he was going to cry at some point last night over the Will Levis. Well, stuff. he does love Will Levis, like, I give you that. He was, like, about to, I'm going to quit my job. Like, I'm done, I'll never cover a draft again because of this Will Levis thing. He was up in arms. And that's the thing I was going to ask you because I had I watched NFL Never mainly because, well, one, it's thousands times more entertaining. But also, I know I happened to notice, like, because I had I had ESPN coverage like on my laptop for some reason, and like ESPN was constantly showing Levis in the green room, like they were just I I feel like they were just milking it and milking it and milking it. And here I'm watching NFL Network, and they they maybe they bring him up, they show him like once for every ten times ESPN does, maybe twenty. I mean, ESPN just just desperately trying to use this kid. As, as the sad story, and NFL Network's just going along with the draft, as you know, professionals do. Well, the ESPN's more about what people want to see, and I do think there were a lot of people are out for blood in those situations. And um, they love it, though. I mean, it, I think I feel like they want to like convince NFL to like, have somebody come to groom just so they can they know it's not going to get picked, so they can do that. They they do like it. It's, I mean, it's good for Ray. I mean, Will Levis is the story. Like, they show Aaron like, Rodgers every daily. single <laughs> every single story that was written about the draft is like a picture of him looking sad. There's that clip of his mom giving him a hug. Like that's what that's what people want to see. They, Whoa, yeah. They're definitely out for blood. And ESPN. And we talk, kind of talked about with the Caitlin Clark stuff. Like it's not for you. It's 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 for the broader public, and that's. And that's why they're doing what they do. But it was a, I mean, there was certainly a part of me that felt a little bit bad for him because he, he very clearly got lied to. Like, there very clearly was, was just lies out there. And I wonder that guy on Reddick is. <laughs> Reddick. That Reddick guy. Well, that, again, that Reddick guy was spreading, if you looked at his profile, he was telling lies on like five different pages. He's like, this guy's out as Batman. It's like, just, he somehow <laughs> single handedly swung the votes, the, the, the entire odds at Vegas. But uh, I did feel there was a part of me that felt bad for him because he lost out on millions when he probably thought it was going to go a different way. But at the same time, he was not my favorite, not my favorite guy to watch play college football. He does seem like a kind of a douche. Um, but he'll also be fine. He'll, he'll, be, he'll get drafted tonight. He'll still make a decent amount of money. He will, if he's good enough, have the opportunity to prove himself at the NFL level. Like, there, I mean, Jalen Hurts, your boy, was a second-round pick. Yeah, he was. Like, like, if he's good enough, if he has the goods that he thinks he does he will get an opportunity to be a fantastic NFL quarterback. He'll still have that shot. You don't just lose that shot because you weren't taken where everybody thought you were going to be taken. And I thought Tim Hurts was a horrible pick. I thought that he was a fourth or fifth rounder. We took him in the second. I was, I was, I was mad. And I mean, I had a reason to be. We once did the same thing with Kevin Cobb. You saw that worked out. Let me ask you so, all this. If, what's if, up? If Will Levis hadn't have done what he did against Kentucky, is your all's opinion different? You mean for Kentucky? Or – or against Louisville, sorry. Yeah. Against Louisville? Uh, as far as like not liking him or as far as not thinking that he's that good? Just, I don't know. I, I just feel like your criticisms are kind of unfair with him being a, a D-bag or whatever. I just, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really see that. And I, I, I it's, it's certainly personal. Like when he's throwing down the L's down when they're up like 75 to nothing. Okay. That's, that's, that's just not, that's that's just not us. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. That's a personal thing for sure. There, um, there are multiple teams who said he, he did not do interview well he with, does with come, them. I, but it would be for me personally, if he was the quarterback at 
from Oklahoma. Like, I would kind of have the same view of him that I had with, of Baker Mayfield, where it's like, yeah, he's kind of a douche. But, like, I wouldn't care that much. But, yeah, yeah there's definitely something personal there where he's the quarterback for our arch rival. He beat us twice, and the first time he beat us, he was – insanely obnoxiously arrogant throughout the process like he, and he changed before he even like got on campus he did the um like he changed like he put like l's down like in his like visit pictures at uk i'm like yeah. you, have, you have no relationship with louisville so there's definitely that like it, it's it's impossible for it not to be a little bit personal but i also think that if he was the quarterback at oklahoma and he was getting all this hype and i'd watched him play as much as i watched him play at kentucky i still would have been like i just i don't see it i mean one, one of the, the telling stats is the interceptions like he, he has the same he has more interceptions in some court. He has the same interceptions as only two other quarterbacks, Aiden O'Cool and uh, I can't remember the other one. And they threw like four times. They threw over 300 passes where he's only thrown like, you know, 200. Uh, yeah, I but, I mean, exactly. but I mean, it's, the accuracy is not there. Most of his accuracy is off the, the short stuff. Which I mean, you you've got to be you can't just do that. You but know? they're doing the Josh Allen thing, where it's like he had the same similar numbers, he was similarly inaccurate, and they got the right coaches around him and a big kid with a big arm. They were able to to, to groom him and make him. Yeah, this, that's this, well, this that, and that's, like, what, that's they, what the goal is with him. And that's what they did with Andy Rich and the Colts did. Was it's now the well, we're going to draft a guy who's got the stuff we can't teach, and we'll teach him what we can. And that, I, I I'm not a fan of doing that in the NFL. The the Especially quarterback. The interception thing's kind of ridiculous though because of his his offensive line was not great last year. And if you all didn't want him to do what he did against Louisville, then get a better defense. I mean, the dude had five Ooh. rushing touchdowns in one game. You know what I mean? My point is, you shouldn't hate him because of that. You should hate what that defense had assembled to that point. Well, but again, it's not really necessarily what he did. It's not that like I hate him the because way he, he killed us. It's the way he acted. Okay. And he didn't kill us last year. Like, like okay. he, with that bad defense and with our pass rush, like the defense did okay in that game. But two years ago, certainly, I mean, he he leapfrogged our guy. He basically, like <laughs> he's not the only guy to kill us. But he's not, and we don't hate all them as much as we hate him. Yeah, I mean, we got Zay Flowers. Basically, was our entire his entire draft film last night was highlights <laughs> against us where he single handedly beat us last year. <laughs> it was actually they did. Yeah, no, then I know. They like, combined it with Louisville. Lamar liked to throw the deep ball at Louisville. I'm like, and then they showed him beating Louisville guys. I'm like, come on, really? I did love it because I was like, I, I was like Zay Flowers, man, that guy's great. Like he's gonna be great for Lamar. And they show his highlight film, and I'm like, okay, this is this is a, this is a little much. It's just like seven clips of him racking up 298 receiving yards against I, us I felt year. bad for Lamar. I don't, I'm not a Flowers fan. Oh, I, mean, I am. I just, and that, apparently that offense, they love yards after catch guys, and that's what Zay Flowers can do for him. When he catches it. He's, he is, I think he, didn't have, he had a major problem with drops last year, did he not? I don't think so. I think that was one of the reasons why he fell in the draft a little bit. What I understand is that his, him, his catching, the route running and speed and everything is there except the – Hanging on the ball is a little bit more difficult for him than most. Didn't drop any against us, I can tell you that. Well, much. not many yeah. people did. Sorry, it's, it's easy to hold on the ball when there's no one around you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, nobody, nobody there to like go boo, and make you drop it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm in on him. I know he's. I think the size is the biggest thing, but he's. I'm not. I, I feel bad. For, I said again. I said this yesterday. I, I, I mean, I kind of wish Lamar had gone somewhere else. I made a bet yesterday with somebody on the over-under. Baltimore wins at seven, and I took the under. You took under seven wins I think year? they're going to probably at the most win seven games, yeah. Well, based on your history of betting on the show, I mean, that makes me feel better about Baltimore. Well, you <laughs> I, think, I think we got a decent shot of having a good season for Lamar. <laughs> they're going to go 15-1. It seems it seemed that, would, that would be Flowers, in tune yeah. with history. Um, outside of uh, your, your other overall thoughts on the draft last night, who impressed you? Uh, I like takeaways from the TV. I like Houston. I wish I kind of wish. I don't know why they wouldn't have gone Anderson two and Stroud three for money reasons. It seemed like it was like I loved the move they did going up and taking those guys two three. 
being the third team ever to do that. Uh, do you know the other two? It no, was it was flaunted. Not. Well, was, I knew it before it was flaunted. That uh, obviously the Red, the Redskins did it with uh, Arrington and Chris Samuels, who turned out to be pretty two good players. Uh, and then the Colts had number one and number two pick in '91 and took two big busts, and Steve Etman and, and, and Quentin Corriott, because that's what the Colts do. So I, I do like what Houston did with that. I think with Demarco Ryan's and that, and I, li- I like Stroud. I think Stroud's going to be the best quarterback amongst this group. Even though I don't think there's a real superstar in the group. Uh, and I mean, I love what the Philly did. Obviously, I mean, I, I, I just I hate what the Detroit did. I thought it was a good draft overall. Nothing really, really shocked me. I, I guess other than I mean, maybe Texans moving up. I didn't really see them doing that, but. You know, I'm not surprised. They probably, with so many picks they had, they had all the room to do it. I did like, well, one, when I got done putting John down, I checked my phone. The top trending topics are uh, Will Levis and Lions in that order. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. And so I searched Levis because I'm not sure like, if he's if he's just slipped or where he's been taken. And the first two results on Twitter are it's a Titans fan doing, like, the when your team avoids the Will Levis, like, plague. And it's like it's like a dancing <laughs> video of people, like, celebrating. And then the one right after that is, like, when your boys, the Colts, like, avoid the Will Levis, like, pick. And it's like people – I was like, this is well, – he's, he's still on the board, I guess, and all these fans are celebrating uh, it, not taking it him. It seems like the Rams, with the, who have the sixth pick in the second round, uh, he, he knows that offense. I mean, yeah, that's Cone's offense. That, that's, they can put him behind Stafford for a year, or at least hoping he would be there for a year, sitting under Stafford if he can stay healthy. That seems kind of like the, uh, the most logical pick for the Rams. There was a lot of talk last night that the Vi- cause the Vikings are in a similar spot where Cousins is in the last year pick. of his contract, and a lot of people were saying yeah. you know, they'll take Will Levis here. And my buddy you know, Danny is a huge Vikings fan. Oh, he is. I didn't he, know that. he was like, no, 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 no. Oh, that- and when they didn't take him, like that's when it was a done deal. He's not going to go on the first night unless somebody trades up to get him. Yeah, it's uh, awesome too. And, the Vi- and I thought it was sure for the Vikings too. I mean, that was, I think, to seem to be the scuttlebutt in Kansas City uh, that. What uh, was it? The Vikings were going to look at him, or maybe even Hayden Hooker. Uh, like you said, to sit behind Cousins, I don't think it'd been a bad move. I, honestly, them taking Levis sit for a sit behind a year behind Cousins, I might have been better with that move for the Vikings than than taking Jordan Addison, who I don't like. And I, I know they needed some help at the new second wide receiver position with Thielen gone and KJ Osborne's average maybe at best, but. I'm not a big Addison fan. I, I did not like to be. I didn't understand that pick. I really didn't understand the Seahawks taking maybe what I think is the best wide receiver in the, on the board in uh, JSN from Ohio State. And unless I assume Lockhart's going to be probably moved after this year and so he can get more playing time. But I, I look at that as a fantasy. When I'm seeing the skill position goes, I don't think team, I don't think reality, I think fantasy. And as much as I hate Bjorn Robinson going to top eight, he's going to be a fantasy stud maybe next year. Uh, Gibbs, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. And there's really not a receiver in the first round I'd want to touch. Uh, well, I missed the, the start of the draft last night, and I missed the, the middle part when I was putting John down. But I missed the start because we were at we went straight to Frozen. Yeah. How did you, what time did that end? It, well, it was supposed to be like an hour. They ended up having a little bit of technical difficulty, so it took a little <laughs> bit longer. Um, but so we get there. It's, the production was unreal but for a – grade school play yeah but so I, I picked Virginia up she's in her and I was like maybe she won't want to go like you know it's kind of raining outside she's been a little tired I get home like she's got the Elsa dress on she's ready to go no and like I, 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 I I've tried to explain to her what a play is and I can tell very quickly on the ride too that like she's got she still has no idea like she's like <laughs> she's like I'm gonna give everybody cards I'm gonna give them toys I'm gonna sing and I'm like 
I'm trying to show her videos. I'm like, this is a play. They're going to do this for you. And I come, I'm like, maybe she gets it. We go inside the gym. So that was me because she saw the on ice thing, and it's that's, that's kind of what I was trying to tell. Yeah, it's similar in a way, I guess. So it's close. We go in the gym. She immediately makes a beeline for the stage. <laughs> she's gonna be a drama girl. She's like, she's like, I'm gonna go up there and sing. And I'm like, I'm like, we have to. I'm like, we're getting our tickets. So Sean Moss' uh, wife Angie, who's tremendous, she and and his son Eric like co-directed this thing. And so Angie was the one who like reached out and was like, she she loves Virginia. She loves watching her videos on Instagram. And she's like, you've got to come to my show. We'll leave tickets for you. And so we go, we get the tickets. They've got assigned seats. I'm taking. I'm like, Virginia, we've got to go to our seats. We got to go to our seats. We get to our seats, and she's like, okay, I'm going up there now. And I was like, <laughs> good seats. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah, they were good. It's, it's a gym, so you know, there's not a bad vantage. I thought point you'd there. pull strings or something. Like, do you know who know? I know. Do you I know? Who I am? We're <laughs> sitting in the front, but uh, we get there, and then like the show starts. She still doesn't understand, and every time there's like a little break, she is very loudly asking when she gets to go up there and sing. <laughs> and the best part is, so it starts off with like as like like a real theater. Sean Moss' voice. Sean was not there. He's calling the baseball game. But his voice comes over as they, the lights dim. Wow, two, two places at once. The man is amazing. I know. It's amazing. He's like, you know, please, you know, this is the time to silence your phones and turn like, off the flash and make you flash. And then it's like, please, no singing. And like, please, no snacks. I'm like, good luck with that. Because yeah. if we're going to sit through an hour, wait, wait. if you're going to be here for an hour, she's singing and she's going to have some snacks. You're, you've got, you're doing a, 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 a play of Frozen to a bunch of kids and you're expecting no snacks? Well, it's not really a bunch of kids. Like, we were very, there were very few kids there. It's mostly really? parents and family members and, and stuff. But so the, uh, the first 15 minutes, Virginia is like, I'm like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Because <laughs> she's talking very loudly. She's kind of crying when I'm telling her that, like, we've got to sit here and be quiet and watch the play. Assuming John's staying at home, right? Yeah, John, you kidding me. John would, <laughs> speaking of being up on the stage, John would have just, like, stormed up there. Um, but so, like, I'm trying, I'm like, we sit here and we watch. Like, this is, a, it's like Disney on Ice. We stay in our seats. We can, and I'm like, you can sing when they sing the songs that you know. And they had a, a, a technical difficulty. Angie's computer froze. So, like, they sat there a little bit, were able to talk, was able to get her some snacks. And after that, like, she's, she's laser focused. She is locked in. She's watching. She's clapping after the song. She's clapping with a scene stop. Like, she's, it was definitely, like, one of those, like, early life-changing experiences because now she won't <laughs> stop talking about the play and, and acting and stuff. And it was, I'll give a quick shout-out. The, because I think it was seventh and eighth graders at St. Margaret Mary. Nice. Like, they were all great. It was, it was unreal. The girl who played Anna when she got older, like, there were two. They, they had the younger Anna and the younger Elsa, and then they had a different, two different girls playing. The girl who played the older Anna has one of the best voices I've ever heard. On it. Like, she came out, and you know, you're expecting, it's, it's, it's a great school play, and you're like, okay. And then you're like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Whoever this, I wish I knew her name. Like, she was tremendous. The girl who played Elsa was very good, too. But the girl who played Anna, like, I was talking to, to Angie afterwards. I was like, I've never heard someone that young be able to sing like that. Like, she was, she was unbelievable. Did you boo Hans when he came on the stage? I wanted to. Like, like you gotta be, you gotta hate it. You're like, Hans got booted Disney on ice. I was just you said, I mean, if you get like, you can give him the Hans part. You gotta be like, oh man. But so <laughs> the show ends, and like, I'm, I'm, we're packing up our stuff. Virginia's like thrilled, like it was incredible. And like, Angie comes over, uh, Angie Moth comes over, and she's like, do you want to meet 
Anna Nelson. And Virginia's like, hell yeah. Like, and there's like, no hesitation, like, jumps into her arms. Like, this could, the easiest child abduction of all time could have happened right here. Like, she has no hesitation just to go with it. Like, wherever you want to take her, she's going to go with you if you tell her that you're going to meet Anna and Elsa. So Angie's, like, steamrolling people that are trying to congratulate her and tell her, like, how great the play was to go see Anna. So Virginia got to get her picture taken with them. It was a. I would love that. Yeah, it was, it was an awesome night. But big thanks to the, the Moth family. The only problem that I had is Angie, I was talking to Angie afterwards about, you know, missing Sean. And she's like, she's like, the baseball team won. Too it was a great night. I'm like, oh yeah. So until this morning, I thought that the baseball team won. That was the ninth, didn't they? They lost because we got in the car. We listened to it when we got out of the car. It was five five, um, and they did. They lost, lost get another one run game to Miami. But big thanks to the Moth family. They are the absolute best. They're the ni- nicest people alive and yeah. so talented. It was awesome. They've got a few more shows this weekend. If you want to take uh, the kids out there, it's only like ten bucks, I think, mm-hmm. out there at St. Margaret Mary. But it was a terrific, terrific production. Sounds like fun. It's fun. It was a lot of fun. Did you, did you sing along with uh, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, so Were you kind of humming to yourself, Do You Want to Build So you're not supposed to sing the songs. Virginia, of course, sang like every single one. Oh, imagine. Thankfully, the, the parents in front of us like thought it was adorable. And then at the end, they invite everybody to sing like the, the last version of Let It Go, and we belted it out. And she, was, yeah, she was all into it. And then she wanted to see the pictures of her with Anna and Elsa all night, and she was singing the songs. And she was, yeah, she's, she was on cloud nine afterwards. It was great. That sounds like fun. It was. Sounds like better than the Lions draft. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't missing. So what time did you actually get home for the when the cause draft started at eight? And I can't imagine that thing didn't go that long, did it? Probably you're on by nine, I would assume. Right? I got home a little bit before nine. Yeah, it was like probably eight fifty, eight forty-five, and then that, by that time, like John was raring to go to sleep, so I took yeah. him to bed and then got out, and you know we finally got some dinner and uh, watched a little bit of the draft. And by that point, the Lions had already covered themselves in shame, so I was. I was gonna say yeah, because I, I keep forgetting the, the, piss the, the had been ten taken minutes out of yeah. for me, yeah, which is fine. And so my buddy was watching the draft with with his stepson, and he was I was just joking with him. I was like, you can tell him about. How back in our day, you got like three picks in an hour, and it was all day on Saturday only. And, yeah. and how it's changed. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to the big news of the day uh, Louisville yeah. basketball adding a new player for its 2023 24 roster, which I'm sure will go. We already have like 30 texts, so, so people are already weighing in. I'm sure this will only relight the text to line up at 502 414 1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We're live at Oxmoor 4. We'll come back. We'll talk about all this good stuff. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. We're live at Oxmoor Ford, which has the largest selection of pre-owned factory certified vehicles in Kentucky. Anna, stop by uh, and see us with rates as low as 0% here. Uh, best deal you can find on a car. Best radio show you can hang out with while buying a car. They've got a nice little Kentucky Derby backdrop here. It looks like Trevor's like red carpet for one of the big derby parties. I'm actually going to take a picture right now. Look at this. It's like a – they've got the flower background. 
gorgeous. Like, show me, yeah, <laughs> show me that smile. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need like a draft cap or something. I'm like, I just, I like when they took the picture of the players and they put the cap on with the background last night. Like, that's what I need to do. <laughs> when, when we were in New Orleans uh, like for a, the Final Four in 2012, <laughs> we stumbled into like this this random like celebrity Final Four party. Like, we're hanging out outside of it. And it had a background like this, like the one we're looking at right now, where you'd walk the red carpet. But it was a Dove-sponsored party, and we were very drunk. And, like, Eddie George was walking in, like, <laughs> posing, and Danny's like, are you comfortable in your own skin, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah, you drunk idiots, get out of my face. Uh, that was great. I met Eddie George. He was nice. He's, he seemed nice. He didn't I mean, the fact he didn't beat up Danny after that, I'm sure it shows how nice he might really be. It was very nice. Uh, let's get to the big news of the day uh, here on, uh, uh, on the show. Uh, can't wait. I, Trevor giving away his thoughts on it before we even discuss what You don't know that. I could be. I could, that could have been an M. Night Shyamalan like groan to throw off a twist. After much, much waiting and anticipating and discussion, uh, Louisville has finally added another player to its roster for next season on the mm. men's basketball front. Uh, you know, Things started with a boom right after the year ended. The first ten, in the first 10 days after Louisville got knocked out of the ACs tournament by Boston College, they added Trenton Flowers, they added Dennis Evans, they landed Sky Clark, and then a whole lot of rumors and really nothing for a long time. And so you know, people have been saying for the last week, the last two weeks, commit's coming, a commit's coming, a commit's coming, maybe today, maybe before this weekend. The commit came, and it was somebody that we had quite literally never heard of in our entire lives. I think lives. the transfer portal even had his name in there because they were like, he doesn't make the quota. The name is Miami transfer uh, Danilo Jovanovic, who uh, I, the whole morning I was like, Danilo, and then I watched his film and watched interviews. It's Danilo, Danilo uh, Jovanovic, who... Yeah, it doesn't matter was a red shirt last season, maybe, at Miami. I think we all, <laughs> we all saw this news because he committed. It wasn't broken by any local – it wasn't broken by anybody. He announced it himself on his own Twitter account. It got retweeted a couple of times. And I think that everybody had the same reaction, which was, who is this guy? And then the secondary reaction was, is he going to be a walk-on, which is never good when you're talking about a guy who is going to be a scholarship player, when the biggest topic of discussion is whether or not he's going to be a walk-on and whether or not he was a walk-on at Miami. That's uh, th that's never great. Jovanovic is a 6'8 power forward. He played in one game for Miami last season, two minutes against St. Francis of Brooklyn, which now no longer has an athletic program. I'm not saying that he single-handedly forced them to quit sports entirely. <laughs> does that mean maybe that happened. Does that mean he didn't really exist last year? If you, the team you only team you played against doesn't exist anymore, did you really play against him? It, it's a strange situation. He missed the first five games of the season because he had a minor ankle injury. When he was healthy, he played those two minutes in a blowout win over St. Francis. And then Jim Laranega decided that he wanted to redshirt him. He's a little bit of a work in progress. He had the injury. He was hoping to yeah, get a exactly medical redshirt need. for him. And I have no idea if that's how it wound up working. I don't know if he's applied for it. But he didn't play in any other game the rest of the season. He played those just those two minutes. Uh, they shelved him for the rest of the season. He was a three-star recruit coming out of Milwaukee in high school. Uh, he was the number 190 overall player in the class of 2022, according Super. to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. And, and he is, I think we buried the lead here, a 6'8 power forward. Yeah, don't bury the lead there, buddy. He's not a guard, don't, 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 much to the chagrin of everybody. Don't hold back what sells him to the crowd. Now, the there is a, a, a very large part of me that felt, really bad for the kid because the reaction for Louisville, from Louisville fans, which I think is understandable, right. was a one of surprise and one of, like, there's a lot of negativity out there. But if you're this kid, like, you know, 
you're announcing your commitment to a new school that you're excited about. Typically in those situations, it's a lot of like, welcome aboard, like so happy to have you. And he, he tweeted, and like all these people replying directly to him are like, oh my God, Kenny Payne, what are you doing? <laughs> and so that was, I, I do hope selfishly yeah. and for him, for his sake, that he comes here and just kills it and shuts everybody up uh, because it was a, I'm sure that was a humbling afternoon for him. But we have to talk about this openly and honestly. We've been linked to, you know, 30 different players in the transfer portal over the last month. There has been speculation about us being, you know, the leaders for a handful of guys. There's been players that the fan base has circled and targeted. And for when we finally break through and land one of these guys, for it to be somebody that we have quite literally – I mean, I get one of the things that I get paid to do is follow college basketball, to have a good handle on things in college basketball. And I will be hand up. I have never heard of this person in my life before. Don't today. feel bad. There are probably Miami Hurricane basketball fans who didn't know who he was. He There's probably someone who covers Miami basketball and just forgot he was on the roster as well. If you're looking for the good, like you, you can watch highlight film of him from from high school. You can watch uh, there are a couple of clips of Miami insiders talking about him after the season. Uh, and, and they speak they say, you know, he's a 6'8 guy. He does look like somebody who can who can shoot it, which is good. He can handle it a little bit. He's supposed to be a good passer. He's not very quick. He's not uh, super athletic. The, the problem for me, it's not that we like, – like his Nike EYBL stats from a couple of years ago are good. Like, like he put up good numbers on the EYBL circuit. He had offers. It's not like he was it was Miami and a bunch of nobodies. Illinois offered him. Penn State offered him. Xavier. Like he had decent offers coming out of high school. He was a three-star, right? He was a three-star. He, like he might be a good find when it comes to talent. It's To me, it, it's that – the fit makes no sense. Like he, he doesn't no. fit in this, at least in the system that we played last year. He doesn't fit. He also plays a position that we already are are pretty stocked at. I mean, I assume Okorafor is not going to get any minutes if you're bringing, or you expect this kid not to play much. I mean, you have Honey Hatfield right there as well. I mean, you. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't. I mean, Williams, Trainer, like they're all going to play some combination. They're all in of that, that yeah. I mean, exactly. I just, we, I don't. I, I don't know. If, Kenny Payne just, is just just stubborn in the no position thing or doesn't even know what his roster looks like. But it just feels like for the second straight year, our his recruitment, his recruiting is like like me running a, a, a marathon. Like I, out of the bat, it's like boom. All right, look, he got six feet pretty quick. And then I just collapse after, after eight feet. That's what our recruiting classes look like. It's like the sprint, boom, and then Flat right on the butt. It's also a roster. That's what done. It's, it's a roster construction that certainly is not devoid of talent. Like there's talent there. I mean, you know, the recruiting rankings speak for themselves. But it, the the pieces don't seem to fit to make a puzzle that works in today's modern college basketball. And I do feel like we're we're now. I mean, we, we've got 11 scholarship players on the roster. We've got two scholarships left to use. And I feel like the conversations that we're having now seem to be a lot like the conversations that we were having last May June, where it's like. For a while there, we're saying he knows he needs to get guards. We're going to get guards. He knows he needs another guard. He knows it. He knows it. And as the summer goes on, we're like, either he doesn't know it or he just thinks that we're fine. And he kind of starts doing interviews where he goes from we need to add more players to I think we're good with what we've got. And it, like I'm starting to believe because we've got two scholarships available. We're very heavily involved with Mackenzie Mbaco, who is a, he's a forward. We are hosting Trey White this weekend, who's a – Another big guard slash wing, six foot seven guy from USC. We're also still involved, I think, with RJ Luis. Like, if we get those guys, let's not forget Churchill. I think 
we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. I think Churchill's done. Like I, I think that that, that, that ship has sailed. Good, good month in Africa. Well I spent. mean, we just landed a six eight power forward. I, mean, I don't think if we're. <laughs> We don't. We already didn't need one. We definitely don't need two. Um, I, the, the writing seems to be on the wall there that we have either been eliminated or probably more likely pulled ourselves out of the Churchill of Bass sweepstakes. But like, like we, we have one true lead guard on this roster right now in Sky Clark. We were in the exact same situation this time a year ago with L. Ellis. I think that the staff doesn't think that they need to add anybody else, which like, if they're that confident in the secondary ball handlers, if they think Flowers can do the job or James can do the job or whatever, so be it. But it's hard for the, the, the fan base to just buy into that and the old trust in KP mentality when we had the exact same concern last year and we were told, you don't know basketball if you don't think that, they, that we need an extra guard. You don't know basketball if you don't think that we're not going to play with these six, seven guys in the wings. It's modern basketball. And then we went out and had quite literally the worst season in the 109-year history of the program. Literally. You have to understand why the fans are concerned that a year later, when the roster is looking very similar, at least in terms of its construction, why there's some concern there and why it's hard to, quote, trust in KP and just assume that this is going to work, when not only did it not work last year, it was the biggest catastrophe that any of us have ever watched. I, I like what you said where you, 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 you kind of precursor, and I want to do that too before I say anything else, that you feel bad. I kind of I don't, I want, I don't want the, the, the kid from Miami to feel bad because this has got to be like a, kind of a nice moment for him. I mean, Louisville's, you know, a big school. He's a three-star kid. I think he's out of Milwaukee, right, or something yes. like that. I mean, so, I mean, this is, this is probably a, a big day for him, a huge day. He gets to go, you know, come to Louisville, a, a program that despite what you know the success he had in Miami is you know maybe a bigger program in terms of the grand scheme of things and you know he should be excited it should be a great day it was one of the best days of his life now that put aside why why the bleep is he here what, what, what do we I mean no offense to the kid but we I mean we might as well just took Dugan I mean it just it was, there, there's no there's no point in us taking this guy I mean, we might as well just given you or me a scholarship. Brian Young, who's got your same bill, was just drafted number one last night. Like the NFL is going smaller, and here we are still going bigger. I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I mean, I don't know where this kid's going to play. I mean, is he even going to play this year? Dude, dude, does this staff for some reason have like the the mindset that we have like spots to like just throw away and and use for maybe a, a guy that might play next, not this, not next year, but the year after? I mean, do they think we're that deep or something that we have that kind of? We're, I, I I I don't know. I, I just I don't get it. I would love for them to understand it to me logically, and not give me the coach speak that they'll give to the media and hide their true feelings. Because I want to be a fly on the on, on the wall and hear KP crying when he looks at his roster again. Because he should. It's not just the the fact that we don't have standard traditional guards. Like you you can win. I mean, UConn won last season without a starter. Shorter than six foot five. I'm not saying that. They had very experienced, very multi-skilled guys. Yeah. You need capable guards, and you need experience to win in this day and age. I mean, we, we we threw out the stat last year. In the last four Final Fours, there have been a total of zero starters who have been true freshmen. Zero. The vast majority are juniors and seniors in this day and age. When you look at our roster right now, with, now with, with Danilo Yovanovich joining the fray, you've got Mike James, who's a redshirt sophomore. Yeah. Huntley Hatfield, who's a junior, who basically is a sophomore. Yeah. Okora Four, who's a sophomore, who's basically a freshman. JJ Trainer is your most experienced player. Who's who? Who's a senior and might as well be a sophomore. Where he said for a year and a half. Sky Clark played half a season last year at Illinois. Not yeah. even half a season. Played 13 games. 
Flowers is a reclass freshman. Glennon Williams are freshmen. Evans is a freshman. Yovanovich is pretty much, he played two minutes last year. He's pretty much a freshman. Karan Davis is a Juco transfer. I did confirm yesterday, and I, I say this knowing full well what the reaction is going to be. Zan Payne is back next year. I mean, he's a starting guard. Zan Payne, Zan Payne is a walk-on. He's what I was told by somebody at U of L. We're not sure. He he wasn't sure how he had extra year of eligibility. <laughs> he just knew that he did and that he was going to play. In Milton. Hersey Miller is back as a walk-on. Zan Payne is back as a walk-on. Aiden McCool is back as a walk-on. That's your roster at this point in time. You've got two scholarships left to use, and at this moment. We're not recruiting a lead guard who's going to shift. Like the, I mean, Trey White is a sophomore who played last year at USC. I think he can help you immensely. But he's more of an off guard. He's more of. I mean, he's six seven. He's not a yeah. great ball hand. Like he's a. He's athletic. He can score a little bit, but he's not. He doesn't change the fundamental shape shape of your team. Mackenzie Mbako is insanely talented, but the same is true for him. Like we, I, I just don't understand when you've got like Jordan Dingle from Penn. Who averaged 21 points per game? One of the best mid-major players, a, a guy who will impact some other high-major team immensely next season. Just went in the portal today. There are these guys all over the place who are going to, and it's not like these guys that we're talking about are winding up picking, you know, mid-major schools or or low like, like low high-major programs that aren't going to have much success. Like they're going to Texas, they're going to Arkansas, they're mm-hmm. going to the programs that are winning at the highest level right now, and we're sitting here. Shaking, shaping our roster up like it's 2003. Like I, I just, I don't understand how they don't, how, how they don't see this. Zan Payne's our most experienced guard. Yeah, he's <laughs> our most experienced guard. Now say that, and then ask me with a straight face, how could you win four games? They're going to win more than four <laughs> games next year. That's my bold prediction. Uh, is that your bold prediction? They're going to win more than four games. I sure as hell hope you're right. I feel confident about it. This is the way it, that the, the complete opposite of excitement I have for the football season is where I am for the basketball season. I don't think you're alone. I, I got. I mean, it's I can't tell you. I get some variation of what are they doing in. I, I, I kid you not. I, I, I'm hyperbolic on the show a lot. I probably got 27 texts around the same time that had some frame of that. We're talking friends. We're talking media members. We're talking former players. Like everybody had some sort of form of like, is this for real? What are we doing? And then it was like the secondary question was like, is it a walk on? Have you heard? So I reached out. I did get confirmation that he is going to be a scholarship player. Uh, and that's it, when that's the second question. Like that's never a, a good sign for the. And, the Miami wanted to walk him on. Well, they didn't want him to walk on. They, they'd redshirt him. They were going to redshirt him. Okay. Here's what Jim Larinaga said about him when, when he signed with the program a couple of years ago. He said Danilo is a clever player who has a lot of craftiness in his game. He's an excellent oh, driver, but he's Lord. also a terrific passer, and he really does a great job of finding the open man. So he's, he's got no lateral ability is what he's saying. He is. Like when I, when I, I saw him play a little bit, like he does look like a guy who's a good 6-8 mismatch in a certain offense. But we don't like. We didn't run ISO sets last year for virtually anybody outside of L. Ellis and Mike James. Like when, and maybe that's because we didn't have confidence in Jalen Withers driving to the basket, which is certainly understandable. But mm. we didn't like that or wasn't anybody. that wasn't the offense last season. And maybe we're going to reshape the entire offense. I don't. I don't know. We haven't heard. Why not? We haven't heard Kenny Payne talk since since the, the loss to Boston College. Uh, I've got no idea what his game plan is going into this off season. And that's another thing too is. If you don't want the fans to freak out about stuff like this, I mean, how many times did we say at the end of last year the messaging going into the spring and the summer needs to be better? And we haven't gotten any messaging. Like, I, I wanted to, we needed to hear from him after that BC game coming out and saying exactly why 
we're going to be better next season, what the plan is, what went wrong, how it went wrong, and why it's going to be better. And instead, the only thing that we heard about was him scoffing at the notion that somebody would ask him if you know about his job security and his coaching staff's job. And nothing changed on the coaching staff. There were no moves made. We no. like it's just like all's well. This is all part of the plan. And if it is, kudos to him. But like. You've got to understand why there's going to be restlessness and uneasiness when we just watch your team lose 28 games in four months. I mean, Chris Mack was curious why he was on the hot seat with the way he he coached. Two years removed from being number one in a likely yeah. three seed in the NCAA tournament. And and you know what? I remember when we we first got there, we were I think we were both like I think there's I don't know how he doesn't know he's not there's it not to be. Been, it was justified. Yeah, I think you, I mean you don't miss the tournament here. Yeah, and especially and, and, and yeah, exactly. So for Kenny Payne to like be baffled, I just. I don't I just, it's just, can we talk more about the Eagles draft last night? No. <laughs> can we just talk more about Because we have to go to the tax line next because hour. Because I, I, I want to talk, I I want to talk about somebody who's that. actually competent in their job and know what they're doing to this point. Because I have no proof from that from Kenny Payne at this point. I, I, I've tried to be, I love oh God, I've tried to be patient with him, and I've just lost it. I think everybody I've is. I've lost it. Everybody is hopeful about next season. The issue is, there's no. When the opposite side is essentially saying the same thing they said last year, which is trust in KP, you can't do that the year after the team went four went four and twenty eight. No, you, you you just you can't. And the lack of understanding from a certain segment of the fan base about why another segment of the fan base could be critical and uneasy blows my mind. And like every time, it's like I can't believe that they're this critical. How are they this critical of him when they're not critical? And I want to say every time, it's because we won four bleeping games and because we're bleeping Louisville. Like, that's, it should be relatively straightforward why people are uneasy right now. I mean, I, and I get he, there's, I mean, you get Dennis Evans coming in who, with his size and length and his ability. More often than not, I've, we've seen guys come into college basketball with that kind of skill set, and you get probably, what, eight to ten points a game from them, maybe, if you're lucky. I mean, some of the better ones we've even seen go do that. You know, six or seven rebounds or whatever. I mean, you're not going to get, not going to be an impact guy that's going to, carry you offensively or, or be a go-to guy. More than likely not. Yeah, Flowers is obviously the potential there, but there's going to be, if you don't think there's not going to be huge gaps in that progression because he's a he's a reclassified wing player, then you obviously have not watched college basketball recently. I mean, that it's very, very rare kids going to come in and just be a total stud right away. Yeah. I mean, it's He's just, a reclass. Exactly. It's, it's rare. I mean, it's, even if he wasn't a reclass, it'd still be rare to do it. Uh, I, I mean, I've seen Glenn. I don't expect to see much out of him next year. I think he can be good down the road, but I don't expect anything from him next year. Uh, I don't know much about Williams, but, I, I mean, I doubt the same thing. Same with Davis. I don't know. I mean, I, I assume that we, we this guy is going to be given the, the LLS treatment and able to score 18 points and because he gets to shoot 22 times, and James will be doing the same. I mean, we're just going to get the same stuff we did last year. With a more talented roster. That, that's what it feels like. And I think that the if it's the same – if it's a roster with upgrades when it comes to talent, but the scheme is the same and the overall roster construction with the holes are the same, I feel like the upgrade, it can't be expected to go from 4 to 24. It feels like you're going to go from like 4 to 12, 13, 14, which is not good. I was thinking 10 maybe, but okay. Well, you might be right. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's what it is. Uh, we'll I mean, is the roster, I mean, do we know, can you confirm there's that much more talent than last year or are you just more optimistic because – it's not last year, and we saw what happened with last year's roster. I think the talent. Well, we were optimistic about Curry coming back as much as we were maybe Dennis, right? Well, I mean, I don't think so. I I, I think when you bring in Trenton Flowers, who's a five star, when yeah. you bring in Dennis Evans, who's a five star on some services, when you bring in uh, you know Caleb Glenn is a 
highly touted guy from around here. When you bring in Sky Clark, who's a former five-star, Holly Hatfield's still on the roster, who was a five-star. Okay. Like, you feel like it's a, enough of an upgrade, and we'll see. I mean, the last two spots do matter. If you if you add McKenzie and Baco, you can't just well, prove that. Then, like, then oh, I will accept that. Like that's he is a he's a legit one and done type talent. I do think that it's still adding him doesn't fill your most glaring hole, which is an experienced guard who's played a high level who can be, you know, who can, who can play on ball, who can initiate the offense, who can be a lead guard. But it seems like we're not going to get that. And I mean, last year we had you, you, just kind of like the, what you just said, describing this year's team. You had Curry coming back. You had potential. Ellis coming back. We knew you had potential. You had a five-star in Hunley Hapa coming in. You had a four-star in Lance coming in. There was reason to be somewhat excitement, I guess. And we saw that worked out. Yeah, but you're, again, the names you just reeled off are not all. They're not nearly as highly touted as the guys that, that I just reeled off. So no, it's different. It, it should be an upgrade in talent. I'm not saying it's going well, to be Well, the Apple was because he was. We 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 bumped our chest about. He was a five star kid. Or, he was, but he had, his yeah. numbers at Tennessee were. I mean, Sky Clark's numbers aren't great, but Clark started at, at Illinois, and Holly Hatfield played 18 minutes a game at Tennessee. But he also so, played all season too, which we had a whole season of, of him not doing much at Tennessee. <laughs> so it's a little bit different. But We didn't get a whole season of him here at Louisville. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we'll turn it over to you. You guys have been very, uh, as expected, uh, opinionated on the Thornton's text line. We'll get to your thoughts at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live at Oxmoor Ford here in the heart of St. Matthew. Stop by and see us. We'll be back after this here on 1450 The Big X. Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, the UofL College and Business Studio here is on a remote location at Oxmoor Ford. Stop by and see us. We're here until 6. Uh, don't do it, Trevor. Uh, <laughs> you know you want to do it. Gonna do it. <laughs> they got the largest selection of pre-owned factory certified vehicles in Kentuckiana. It's right here at Oxmoor Ford. Stop by and see us. Get yourself a new car. Show Trevor your butt. It's going to be a fantastic time for you. Um, you know what, Mike? What? I would walk 5,000 miles just to get here. Stop. And I would walk 500 more. Just to be the man to buy a car at Oxmoor. Oh, my God. And show, and show Mike Ruther my butt as I walk out the door. You'd walk 5,000 <laughs> and then walk 500 more? Yeah, because I just got a car, dude. You won't even walk across the walk. <laughs> you won't even walk 1.41 walk miles. Come on, Kraken. <laughs> Game six tonight. Uh, Come on, Kraken. Before we get to the the very lively Thornton sex line here in a second, I, I wanted to touch on, I just saw these, these Haley Van Lith quotes that she's officially announced as the newest member of the LSU women's basketball program. Oh. She says this uh, about why she chose LSU. Quote, the fan base and university here love and support their women's basketball team like no other. <clears throat> Check the numbers here. Uh, Louisville last season in home attendance was number four in the country, averaging uh, about 8,400 fans per game. LSU down there at number nine at 7,000. That would so be less. That would be less and less support. Yeah, well, uh, she also says that. Except grad degree she's looking for, not in math. <laughs> she, <laughs> well, could be, the, could be the money. She also says uh, the, the – 
team plays with an intensity and a grit that I am drawn to, and I am wholeheartedly committed to helping this team be great. Well, that part I kind of agree with a little bit. <laughs> Coach, Mo Co Coach Mulkey and I have had a great relationship since I was in high school. I'm extremely excited and honored to have an opportunity to play for her. She will help elevate my game and push me to be successful at the next level. Uh, that's your quote Did you see the Mulkey video after she signed? Yes. <laughs> I saw the picture of them together. It took like a selfie where Kim Mulkey, like, you know, usually, you know, she – She's pampered up. She's in a good light. It was not a good light for her. She looked very much like Skeletor. Uh, it was a, a, a rough picture for her. Like the Seinfeld girl with you get to catch her in a good light. Yeah. But those, are, <laughs> those are your quotes there from uh, from Katie Vale. In the video, she's got her feet up on the desk. She's like, oh, I'm going to stand. I know. All right, the text line. You, you know it's going to be a, a active day on the text line when the texts start coming in at like 12.50, and that's what happened today. It could have today. been for Spears. No, probably wasn't, was it? I think there were a couple, but I think that when they're addressed to us, okay, it's it's pretty straightforward. Also, when it's from people that haven't texted in since like last September, <laughs> you know that there are opinions out there. Wow, what about KFC did this morning too with Levis uh, sitting in the green room? But they were very good. Oh, it was exhausting. <laughs> How was Roush taking? Because he's at the draft. Great. Roush sounded like he was still asleep because he was probably <laughs> up until about two a.m. It was it was awful. Excuse me, I also see this. I, I see this text from 8:42, and I don't know what the, was that. Mike Rutherford or Dylan Mulvaney, who I believe is the transgender person who got in trouble for with the Bud Light, the controversy there. Is what was happening was? on that show? Um, how, how did this come up? So you're gonna, question. you're you're probably gonna get more about it in the text line. But we discovered your cameo page this morning, oh and God. we uh, we played your little <laughs> intro video. We were, lo we were looking at like your pricing of cameo and all that. It it, it was pretty fun. I'm reasonably priced. Uh, like I twenty bucks. We no, thought it's like, it's like fifteen. Yeah, so. we thought fifteen was a little steep. I think originally, <laughs> I think originally we thought they were five dollars a pop, which we thought was fair. And then we got onto it, and it was fifteen, and we were like, "Oh, that's hmm, I don't know Are about that." Are you insulted by that? Five bucks? No, I mean, the, <laughs> I, I feel like I was when I got on. There were only like five Louisville people, and like, like they all were. Obviously, much more high priced than I was, and I thought I, they told me they were like your because they they recommend an initial price, and they recommended like twenty, and I was like, well, I'm gonna do fifteen because I don't think anybody's actually going to do. You're this. a man of the people. Yeah, and because uh, I, I only get like eleven, they they, they keep four dollars out of that. Like, I, I get like twelve bucks per cameo. That's not a bad deal. Yeah, so that's. I think ten's a little like more. Dylan Mulvaney. Ten's a little more fairly priced. Now, were you you and you and TJ and, and uh, Roush thinking about signing up to do like a. a a three a three man uh, KRC cameo. Page? No, you, so you don't sign up for it. You get asked. So this oh, you, game, you get it's invite only. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So this is actually going to be really embarrassing for TJ. But this is actually came about because he paid eighty dollars for a cameo from Hunter Dickinson. Well, he no. didn't end up getting that cameo. So instead yeah. of getting his money back, he gets eighty dollars in cameo credit. Well, first oh, of all, sucks. why yeah. would you pay eighty dollars for a hundred Dickinson? It, it was going to be a troll job, you know, TJ Trev. Yeah, I know. I've done that. that Scoots, have you ever paid for a cameo? Heck, no. Nor will I. I don't that's that bad. I've had people tell me though they they've ordered them and they just never come through. Well, that sucks. I've never not done one because I see a text uh, now. It's how much money has Mike made from cameo since he started? My goal was to get to a hundred bucks. I was like, if I get to a hundred bucks doing this, I'll be shocked. I can successfully say I've made over four hundred dollars nice. on cameo. Wow. Sweet. NBD. It's usually people who are like, I love your daughter. Can you get it? Like, <laughs> That's both cool and creepy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I've done two. I had Anthony Munoz as a birthday gift to a Bingo's buddy of mine, and I did Jake Snake Roberts in my fantasy league. Both were great. I loved them both. 
I got Ryan McMahon for one of my buddies when he first got on. <laughs> Just making fun of his golf game. It's hilarious. I mean, because I think it's the, yeah to do it as a troll thing can be kind of funny. We got a few like we do. As long as you're not paying too much for we, it, eighty dollars is a lot pretty expensive. Yeah, my friends do a golf trip every year, and like I've gone a couple of times. And before one, like they're all most of them are Chicago guys. These are college friends. And they had a big uh, one from Dave Wanstead one time where he came on. He's like, he's like, we're gonna, you're gonna rip up the red team. We're gonna crush. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty funny. It was well done. My, I think, I think Minos and Jake were both fifty bucks though, so I guess I can't talk. And I, and, and now I enjoyed them both so much. I like did an extra tip like on both of them. Texas says we're really about to do last year all over again, aren't we? No, we're gonna win more than four games. I, I like. It's not really a – Every now and then Mike Rutherford gets bold. And when I do bold takes out there, I've never been wrong in the show. My bold stance, my bold take, and I'm saying this today on April 28th, Louisville will win more than four games in men's basketball next year. Mark that down. Take it to the bank. Do it. If you can find a over-under four-and-a-half bet out there, take the over. It's happening. So, it's just in case we need to go back and look look up the audio, so just remember, on Kenny, on Kenny Payne Day. Lock it down. Rutherford announced that, that we will have. More than four next, wins. Next year's Kenny Payne Day will be in October. There Trevor, will be more than four games. <laughs> Trevor, it's once, November. once again, <laughs> this is your job. <laughs> just saying. No, you're the one that's supposed to remember stuff. That's not my job. <laughs> Texas says, unfortunately, uh, the staff has already briefed that we're looking for experience at the four spot. I don't know if that's for us or for KRC, uh, but hopefully we're not looking for any more experience at the four spot. I think that we are. I think that we're we're, we're, we're going to trade them to Kentucky. Is that what we're going to do? Texas, I've never been closer to turning into a conspiracy theorist right than right now with this commit happening on 428 day. Yeah, there's been a lot of that out there. Uh, Texas says guards, question mark. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> It's like deja vu. I mean, didn't we just have the same conversation a year ago? Texas says, hey, Mike, roll call mocked your Cameo pricing this morning. I'm reasonably priced on Cameo. If I wouldn't. <laughs> what is the lowest price on Cameo? Can you go lower than 15 bucks? I think so. I, th- I don't know if you can do lower than is like Is it like 10. a $4 Cameo? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you can, <laughs> you can, do, you can <laughs> do. So you, you can price yourself with like for people can text you. And like my pricing, I I, I didn't even know it was a thing. Like my two dollars. You, you can text me for a dollar ninety nine. The very first night I was on Cameo, somebody did, and I felt so bad because it was like I, it was like hey, I think Lachlan had just left six eighty, and they were like, hey man, any chance that you're gonna get the job at six eighty? And I was like, I don't think so. And like that was the I was like, you spent two dollars to ask that and get that response. I'm so sorry. I was like, you want to ask me something else for free? I'll give you my phone number. Please don't spend $2 to text me on Cameo. <laughs> we did mock your text pricing for sure. I just It was the automatic price. and I, just, I didn't even know it was a thing until somebody actually used it. That's the only time that I've, I've gotten a text from somebody, which was, was very funny. Uh, Texture says, this crazy bastard is really going to play four non-dribblers in a dribble drive offense. Um, I, I don't I mean, I don't know how well or – or, or how poorly Trenton Flowers can play the spot that he's going to be asked to play. I'm saying that up front. Like, I've watched the highlight film. I've seen stuff from him uh, from the AAU circuit in high school. I don't know how that's going to translate to the college level. Because, I mean, we saw Kamari Lands last year. He looked like a guy who was going to be a capable secondary or tertiary ball handler, and he, he wasn't last season for us. Um, I assume Mike James is going to get better in that regard, having played that role a little bit last season. But – You'd love to have somebody that we, – we were asking these same questions last season, uh, last offseason. You'd yep. love to have somebody who would put an end to these questions. You'd love to have a, a guy like Tyler Perry who we were recruiting, like 
like, like Jordan Dingle, like, like somebody else that we've pursued in the trade, Keon Minifield, all these guys that we've talked about, you'd love to have one of them Man, just yeah, so that we couldn't discuss, have the same discussion like we had last year. Imagine if we got just one of the guys, like you just said, one of the guys who we've discussed. And we've talked about half dozen guards, and we've got zero of them. Zero. You're, none. You're not wrong. Texas, we're going to have one bleeping guard again next year, aren't we? Yep. You can call anybody you want a guard. We've, we've learned that. Hell, I mean, Danilo Jovanovic, Danilo Jovanovic, guard. I, I, I saw the only photo of him when I wrote the story about him coming uh, to, the, to the committee of the program today in the Getty little news tool that we have, the, the photo tool that we have on the website, the only picture of him is him dribbling. To me, that means he's a guard. So, obviously, guard, combo guard. Uh, Texas was McShay lecturing Jalen Carter when he got ex- when he got picked extremely cringy for anyone else to listen to. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that either. I guess cause I, I don't know what McShay would have been ESPN coverage, and I wasn't really watching at that time. So, like I said, I try to avoid ESPN coverage because it's not very good. They got Booker McFarlane out there talking. The guy has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> well, that's he's completely close. He's like, this kid was a great. Like you didn't know you didn't know the kid was thirty seconds ago, dude. We were having a discussion last night, you know, the, the fans that are attending the draft, like the fans that they show uh, when, when their team picks, like what percentage of them have any idea about the player that they actually pick? Because, like, they're, they're clapping, like some of them, sometimes they're booing, sometimes they look upset. Like, I, like you haven't watched Texas Tech game film. You, you have no idea who this player is. There's, there's no way that, that that person that they showed has any idea who the hell that their team just drafted. I mean, unless you're taking more likely a skill position guy, like uh, the receivers they know, I'm, your average fan knows. But you're right. Uh, sort of maybe Paris Johnson. I mean, they take a guard or a, a center or a deep more often, like, like you said, Tyree Wilson from Texas, 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 Texas Tech. Yeah, they have no clue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, City fans did, though. They took a local kid. They're picked. They did. It was, kind of, it was actually kind of a cool it moment. Was. Cause they, it ends with the home team picking a hometown kid. There's fireworks. They go right into the music. I thought it was kind of I like cool. How, like Trevor Kelsey has adapted them to have, like, the Beastie Boys, you got to fight for your right as their song. I now. know. Which is- Plus, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, there's the great verse, you know, my mom threw away my best porno mag. And I'm sitting there, I was talking to my buddy, and I was like, you know, there's kids that are probably like, what the hell's a porno mag? Yeah. Like, what, what did his mom throw away, and why is he so mad about it? Texas, as a fellow Lions fan, Mike, I was shocked and chagrined when they picked uh, Gibbs. The more you read breakdowns, the more it makes sense. Sure, there were other positions of need, but you're reaching either way there if you don't like a D lineman as much as you like the other players. I, I, I never get too high or too low on drafts because you go back five years later and you read some of like, the, the draft grades from afterwards, and it's like, well, that was completely wrong. It's like coaching higher grades. You never know for sure. It seems like it's a weird fit given the current roster and the fact that they just signed Montgomery and they have Swift on the roster still. But I, who knows? Maybe this kid winds up being the second coming. You, know, I, you never know for sure. I, I'm with you for the most part, but when it comes to him, I mean, it's, it's no point taking one for the, for the 30th pick. I mean, look, look, look at the NFL. I mean, no, no one pretty much, except for like Pittsburgh, runs a, a, a one-back offense anyway. And you can get running backs just so all over the place. It's just... Texas, I have a challenge to Trevor's 10-year sequel rule, though it did not achieve the legendary status of the original. Clerks 2 was a solid sequel, a good comedy, and it came out 12 years after Clerks. Uh, yeah, I'm going to accept that only because I am a fanboy of Kevin Smith, you know, and you're, you're pulling at my heartstrings on that one, and I thought Clerks 2 was very good, actually. Clerks 3 is actually really good, too, but it's, if, you, if you're a fan of the Clerks storyline and that movie when it's done, Clerks 3's come out almost 10 years removed from the second one. I thought it was actually pretty good. It's, it's actually just not, in the spoiler, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Texas, holy bleep. KP landed another unknown bleeping forward. What the bleep is happening? Hey, last time we took a cat from uh, that barely played any minutes at Miami, it worked out well. Never mind. The thing is, somebody was like, oh, I was like, oh God, another Matt Cross. I'm like, I would take him if he's Matt Cross at this point. Like, well, Matt Cross at UMass, not Matt Cross at us. I mean, even Matt Cross with us, like, rebounded <laughs> and, and played decently. Like, like he was he was moderately productive. He just didn't shoot as well as we thought he was going to shoot and got in fights with everybody. Uh, in terms of his actual production, if Yovanovich is going to put up those numbers, I'd probably take it uh, from him next season. And, yeah, his UMass numbers especially. I mean, we're going crazy about trying to get R.J. Luis from a team where Matt Cross was the leading scorer and rebounder on. <laughs> he played more minutes than he did. Yeah. <laughs> Who did really t- – I mean, what was more surprising, I guess, this last year, that we won four games where Matt Cross lived and is the only guy returning to Frank Martin's team? Yeah. He's, he's like the – I mean, they're both as shocking as the They're bros. Other. I mean, that's amazing. They're Northeastern bros now. Uh, Texas, <laughs> who let the IU fans speak on a L show? I believe that would be directed at Trevor. Well, no, you went to him first today, buddy. <laughs> That's true. That's all you, yeah. You opened up that Pandora's box, my friend. Texas says, Scoots, he puts mayo in his coffee. What more proof do you need that he deserves the hate? Is there some point watching him in that green room, do you think, and just give the dude a banana, cheer him up? <laughs> I, I I did feel bad for him that he had to confirm today that he wasn't going to be back in the green room by himself for the second round, like, oh, that back. he was going back home. I was like, I was like, because uh, I, who was it t- texting me about this? Like, it may have been Patrick last night, but somebody was texting me. They're like, I mean, do they have to like, if he comes back, it's gonna be just him. Do you have to like set up the chairs for him? Like, somebody, some employee's <laughs> gonna have to do all this just for him. I mean, it was just him for, for the last three hours of the. You know, I, I would. I'm trying to think. Because I feel like it's we've had this before where somebody that was in agreement and get drafted, but did come back, and I can think of it in basketball. I know I'm going to pull one out of the hat on here. Clifford Robinson from UConn went to the second round with the Blazers. I remember he was a green room guy that, that said that, but I guess they didn't leave for the night in the NBA draft, so that, didn't, that doesn't make sense. I, don't I, think, I like the guys that just show up. This is an NBA draft thing, too, where they just like show up in the crowd and like they're yeah. there for the second round yeah, pick. Yeah, that's that's always cool. I mean, but I guess, yeah, I can't. Well, and keep in mind, it's also, I guess, the NFL's only been doing the first round as an individual round. For the last, what, maybe eight years, I guess? I want to say they started it in the Cam Newton year. Good Robinson died. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know. Yeah. Was, no, I didn't know. He was uh, very surprised because he was supposed to go like in the, like, the teens and he ended up falling like, to the early to- uh, two- uh, second round of the Blazers. Died in 2020. He was another guy that, that took advantage. If anybody took advantage of the three-point line being moved up, when it moved up, he went from being like an okay player to like a suddenly a three-point specialist <laughs> out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I just I guess because they haven't done it, but if I'm Will Levis, if you're Will Levis, let me ask you this. Do you come back? No. I'm going I home. Mean, I'm going, I mean, don't you. Kidding me? Don't you want to get the satisfaction of, of hearing your name called? Because you're probably going to get called t- today or tonight. Probably. But what if you go like 12 picks into the second round? It's just like they keep showing me. They showed my ass for like three straight hours last you're night. Just, I don't want to be on anymore. You're just by I, only, I only brought one suit. You're just by yourself at the buffet. <laughs> Having your way. Like you show up and you're like, is there any food? And the people are like, well, we, we didn't think anybody beer today. I, I guess we can blood some leftovers. Some so. of the tenders are cold, but you can <laughs> have them from last night. He's nuking. He's got to go play. He's like nuking some stuff. <laughs> Texas, as much as I would love to be excited about our incoming freshman class, it's these completely baffling transfer portal moves uh, that don't make me feel any better about next season. And I feel like we'll basically be seeing the same product we did last season with a handful more wins. I'm kind of with that texture. Also, it, it doesn't help that, like, they – 
I, I know this is a, a minor, but they keep like feeding people that like we're gonna get this kid or we've got this kid locked up, and we've been seeing the vague tweets now for three weeks where th that have basically been implying like Mackenzie Mbako is done, he's gonna be here next week, and we now know like maybe he's gonna come here, but it certainly not wasn't done when we were told it was. R.J. Luis was gonna commit last Wednesday. It has not happened. Like just like, you're doing yourself no service. And there was a there's an account out there, Truly Donovan which is like some college – I don't know how these accounts gain their information, but he's become a college basketball insider. He breaks news Who about – Some guy. It's just, it's just a random guy on Twitter. But he clearly gets information from programs, and he's right like 90% of the time. And the other day, he tweeted out a, like a, the, the player at, uh, at Churchill Downs, like the playing revelator or whatever it is in the, in, in, at the track. And everybody thought that that was an indication that McKenzie Mbako was going to come here. And then today, he just tweets, he's like, I'm done listening to UofL. There's too much disinformation coming out of that program. Like, I'm out. Like, I'll talk to them next coaching carousel. But, like, I, like so clearly the people are – they're feeding information that they think is right, and then it's not. Like, the Churchill, Churchill Bass was supposed to be here a week after we got Emmanuel Okora for. Like, it just – it's all been wrong, and it all seems confusing, and it feels like it goes back to the staff, and it just does not reflect well on anybody. I mean, it feels like uh, – Kenny Payne spent the, the most crucial part of the transfer portal era. We're going to have to talk about that at some point, too. Spent a month and a half going after a guy. No, it was not a month. It was not a spent month. Spent a month and a Four days. Spent a month in Africa recruiting Churchill only to land a three-star kid out of Milwaukee who barely played at Miami. <laughs> During the, the, the week that the transfer portal opened. During the week the transfer portal. That's what we got. I can't tell you exactly what happened there. I mean, just somebody like, what, sir, what, what feels like what happened there. And we're, like, this is going to become more of a talking point, especially if Louisville whiffs on Mbako <laughs> or Luis or just winds up with a bad roster. He went to Africa to, to get a kid that everybody said was already locked up two months earlier. Yeah, it's a good thing he went. It feels like he went down there and was like, this kid's not that good. Because he came back, we had the, you know, people are saying, like, uh, Abbas has been asking for a visit and hasn't come. They're clearly, I mean, they just recruited another 6'8 power forward that nobody had heard of who does different things than him. Like, it just seems like, again, from an outside perspective, that they were like, eh, thanks but no thanks. Which is a, it was a huge gamble to go down there if you weren't 100% certain that this kid was worth going down there for and that you were going to lock him up by going. So either way, whatever happened, whether it was Churchill saying thanks but no thanks or Kenny going down there and being like, this is it's not what he looked like on film or not what I was told he was, we're not interested there, whatever it was, could wind up being a just huge, huge swing and a miss during an offseason where you could afford to do nothing less than have a stellar, stellar three-month run. I mean, I'm assuming at least we were going to get some, like, entertaining slide pictures from the trip, right? I don't know. Texas we didn't get sure something anything else from it. Texas says, tell Scoots if he is going to produce the show to keep his mouth shut. I can't Ooh. stand the tone of his Kermit voice. He sounds like a child molester. <laughs> wow. Two <laughs> can laugh. My gosh. <laughs> that, that's a little much. That is brutal. I didn't know Tom Lister's had like a certain tone. I didn't ask. I didn't ask for this voice. It just happened. <laughs> it's not his fault. Like what? <laughs> I like your Scoots, voice. Seriously, just, he's a play-by-play -play man. Just, <laughs> just tell me, Scoots. Ask, repeat to me. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? Why are there so many songs about rainbows? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, good. that was really good. Rash does a really good Kermy. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I've Scoots. also heard uh, Marvin the Martian over the years as well. Have you? Yeah, I have. <laughs> you do kind of look like Marvin the Martian a little bit, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I am here to take like off. I am to claim this planet for Mars. 
Texas, Ron Holland will end up at UK, won't he? Uh, while we bring in Danilo Jovanovic, is this real life? Make it stop. I'm laughing so I don't cry. I don't know if you saw that news, TK. Uh, Ron Holland, who is the number two player in the current uh, 2023 class, five-star prospect, has decommitted from Texas. He is a five. He is a power forward. So what if we were like he was like I was going to go to Louisville. They got Jovanovic though. <laughs> wow, yeah. I'm done. Uh, but he is a he is a highly highly talented kid, six eight one ninety five. Definitely a one and done. He's top ten in every NBA mock draft that's out there. And we're a, not on the list. There's a lot of talk that he might be going to UK. We'll see what happens there. But weird. Uh, Texas also they got Max Aismas, the, the the high transfer from Oral. I missed that for some reason. It was last night. It happened last oh, night. Oh, okay. That's how. Yeah, I was watching all drafts. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, Ron Holland out there. That's definitely a name to watch for if you're a UK fan. Probably not for us. That doesn't surprise because did Hunter Hunter declared right or did he not? Is he coming back? I think that he's. I think he declared, but I think he left. And open Carr, I know had, Carr, There's no way. Carr's he had, done. Yeah. So they had to buy a new backcourt, and I, I'm not like that. I'm not. Joking, I mean the last they bought Hunter and Carr. I mean they're going to buy. I mean, Sue announced that he was coming back, which is a huge deal for them. Yeah. Not, that's probably and that's probably why you get Holland decommitting because the Sue's six eight plays the same sort of role, um, and they brought in a, another center to help him out down there. But they just they do need to buy a new backcourt. But I mean hell, I mean so did we, and we only got Sky Moore or Sky Clark or Sky who gives a bleep. I give a bleep. Oh uh, yeah, for now you do. Texas, did Trevor just call the number one pick Bryce Young, Brian Young? You did earlier. I've done that. It's fine. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't snap his knee like uh, that defensive tackle Bryant did. I love Louisville so much. I, lo- I love the city. I, you know, I, I throw out there casually that I watch a local grade school play, and I'm like, the girl who played Anna is was incredible. And there's like five responses for people who know who she is. Uh, wow. Emmy Siegel, shout out to her. Nice. She was tremendous. Uh, she she, she I picked her with my daughter afterwards. So did the girl who played Elsa. And Virginia is just she was like starstruck. It was like it was like, you know, she was seeing. Elvis for the first time in, in, in 1960. Like she was just all about it. She was very excited. Um, and thanks to Emmy and thanks to, to all the, the people who made the play last night. But, but Emmy Seals, that girl, I'm telling you right now, I was right about Jack Harlow seven years ago. I posted that email uh, last night. I'm right about her. She can be a star. She's, she was tremendous last night. Texas, I'll be listening to the podcast for today's radio show while running the mini marathon tomorrow. Can I get a shout-out to help me push through the race? I think this person did this last year where they were like, I'm listening. I'm gonna be listening to the podcast as I do the race. Give me something to pump me up, and we made you do like a come on, come on, man, come on. Vaseline those nipples and power on through this thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understood why the nipples hurt when you run. They chafe. It's rubbing against. But your you're shirt. like, but you're, what if you go shirtless? They're moving up and down. Well, then they're not gonna chafe. So it's so, basic physics. So why don't you just go shirtless? I mean, because chafed nipples seems like it would hurt. Some people want to put out that, that statement to the world. <laughs> the shirtless mini marathon. <laughs> you can do this, man. You got this. It's the transfer portal. <laughs> You're going to run the marathon. Texas says they drafted Stroud uh, because, first because the Titans were looking to move up for Stroud at three as well. They would have been bidding against the Titans for Stroud. It was actually super smart to take Stroud first and then Anderson. That depends. I mean, but you could have saved some money on Stroud at the three spot than you would. Especially when it comes to a fifth-year contract. Same text says, congrats to Trevor on the ridiculous draft haul. Not so much for our Lions, Mike. <laughs> Somebody's texting me and my buddy. He's like, are they taking Dominique Wilkins in the next round? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I want to text back to my, my buddy Rue, who's, who's, who's like eight years older than me. I'm like, you're showing you. You think we show our age, man. You went with Dominique Wilkins. <laughs> Texas, Trevor, if you want to go to a musical, my brother-in-law is in the Adams Family Musical at the Henry Clay this weekend. This is the last weekend. Do you want to see it? Would you like to see the Adams Family Musical? I don't, I don't hate on the Adams Family. I, 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 
There's a Days of the Week. I was more Munsters the, fan than an Adam's Family. I was mad. Well, I like the movies. Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values. Eh. I was a big fan. You, you probably, you were all about the MC Hammer song. Yeah. Well, I was a Christina Ricci fan. Well, Christina Ricci, yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. Texas, I'm really feeling, starting to feel like a sucker on this whole Kenny Payne era. Same stuff we all went through a year ago. I'm not buying it this year. I think a lot of people have that mentality at this point. No, I'm not, I'm not buying I'm, I'll tell you right now, you're, you're going in with me as a fan behind the eight ball. I'm, you've got to. I'm not going in like last year. I'm like I'm going to be somewhat positive. You know, you're going to, have to you're going to, have to be bad to lose me, and you did that very quickly, and you did it as the year went along. No, this year you I'm in the negatives. You've got to bring me up to the, the zero level. The, the the issue for me, I think, where we're going to have it because people, it's a no brainer. If last season is rem- even close to being remotely as bad as as, as a year ago was. Even the most staunch KP support, well, maybe not, but like most K- staunch KP supporters are going to be like, okay, we, we can't do this anymore. This is this is really bad. My issue is I think that we're going to be better. Again, I've guaranteed that we're going to win more than, than five games, know, four games. But like, Let's set that bar real high. But we're not going to be so much better that like we're anywhere near the Louisville standard. And I think there's still going to be this debate where it's like, see, you told you. And like, 13, 14 wins is not good enough no. in year two at this program, and I feel like that's what the new argument is going to be, and I'm, I'm not looking forward to having it. I mean, the only positive thing I can tell you about next year's basketball season is that, thankfully, Jeff will have you watching football until early January, so you only have to really maybe suffer through the basketball team for like most of January and February because they won't be playing relevantly in March. So that's all. You only got to suffer through two months. Is that a positive? I'm willing to hold out some hope. I'm still. I'm not like. I'm really? Not, I'm not giving up yet. I've got. Like I, I certainly have. My I'm glad own you're to Frank because I'm Brooks over here. No, I mean I've got my own opinions, but I'm willing to. You know, I've been surprised before. I've been wrong many, many times before. I don't like right now. I don't think this is going to go great. And I've been. I'm saying the same thing that I was saying since we since he got hired. I all I can do is 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 go in with an open mind. I think that there are issues with the roster. I think that there are, I mean, significant issues with the roster. I hope that they get fixed. I hope that we can be fine. But it's – I'm hoping to be surprised. I mean, how many times did we say that last summer? I, I'd love to be wrong here. Um, but that's that's where we are. I'm hoping not to die of alcohol poisoning to try to make this team look better to me. <laughs> Texas says Mike Zan has two years of eligibility left. His first wow. two years were a normal redshirt, then an injury redshirt, then the COVID year. Why not give him five more years? He's I mean, 23. I mean, he's, he's our Milton from Office Space. He's just going to keep showing up until we send him home. I mean, when he – his first season was pretty pandemic. It was – it was. He can rent a car now, can he? Yeah, he was a he, – his first season at UK was 2018-19. And he's got two more years left? <laughs> it was five years ago. He's going to start his career in 2018 and end in 2025. <laughs> I mean, he's surpassing like two high school classes. <laughs> what if Kenny Payne gets fired after next year? The new coach keeps Zan and is like playing him like 35 minutes a game the next year. Everyone's like, well, this is no better. What if Zan comes out next year and just starts averages like 18 a game? I'd love it. I'd love nothing more. <laughs> he's just a stud. He's just a He's like the, 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 the boy in uh, Detroit or whatever. They just, <laughs> just lit him up. That's what he's going to do. There's nailing three. Sky leave. Sky's so frustrated he's lost his job to Zampane. He transfers. 
<laughs> we read like 30 texts and we still have like 30 <laughs> to, to go. But like how many of them are just like complaining about the basketball team? A lot. Yeah, I figured it's A much. lot. We can skip over some coming up. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll, we'll read more of your texts. I know you guys are upset. 502-414-1450. A couple of things to get to. We'll talk about the Trey, Vi- Trey White visit this weekend, what that can mean for UofL. That's happier news, right? That, that, that's happier news. Uh, signs. Continue to let your frustration show here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Live from Oxmore 4 here in St. Matthews on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. When I'm watching, yes, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who's walking. Welcome back in Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, live from Oxford Ford here in the heart of St. Matthews. Stop by, see us, buy a car, have a fantastic weekend. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey as we continue to digest this uh, Danilo Jovanovic news. Uh, people are. are yeah. Do I need to? Do, do I need to learn his name anytime soon? Yeah, just call him Danilo or Danilo. Because I could have swore it was Dino. Danilo. I'm gonna call him Dino. Danilo. Dino. Dino Raja. That's his game. I'm gonna go Dino Raja. Remember that one? Of course. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Minor Thornton's has the Refreshing Rewards app. Download that bad boy today. Save yourself some money at the pump. Save yourself some money inside. And then while you're inside, pick up an 89-cent fountain drink. 32 ounces or smaller. Limited time only. Get that big drink for under a buck. Best deal going in the city. And then hit us up on the text line at 502-414-1450. We'll take a uh, text in just a second. But I did want to go circle back to something we mentioned in passing earlier today. Uh, Trey White, the USC transfer portal prospect, is taking an official visit to Louisville right now this weekend. I did like that that news came right after the Yovanovic commitment news and just kind of it threw at least a little bit of water on the fire. Fans were like, okay, well, at least like, this is better. Like, this is something better. But look, the dream is coming to fruition here. It's balloon glow night. Oh, yeah. A recruit that we want is in town. Oh, yeah. Take him out there, mm-hmm. show him those balloons. When he's like, okay, what do they do? You say, this is it. When he says, what do we do now? You say, we look at him. And then he says, somebody get me a bleeping pen. I'm ready to sign right now. I mean. Let's get this thing going, Cardinal. Now, if he has any questions, we just put him in a basket and send him up in the air? Well, if he doesn't want to sign here, then we just send him back to USA. Like, I mean, he'll find his way. <laughs> you clearly have no taste. Just put that big X right You're over. You're a loser if you think the balloon glow sucks. Put the, give him a beanbag, put an X over Los Angeles, send him back home. Send him back in one of the balloons. That'll be fine. We'll be good. You ever ridden in a hot air balloon? I have not. We've, you ask me every single time I bring up the balloon glow. Not every time. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine how much every time because you bring it up like four times a week. You ask me every single time. Uh, I think you're being hyperbolic. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then I tell a story about my dad doing it for a newspaper and getting up and watching it early. We've, we've, we've gone down this route before. It's okay. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it has happened. Uh, balloon glow tonight. I'm actually going right from here. We're going to go get the kids. We're going go to go to Slugger Field. They've got some balloons there. We're going to check it out. Is that, where did, is that where they do it? There, there's... Some of them are there. Some of them are other places. Some of them are down on the waterfront. But my buddy's company has, like, rented out Slugger Field, and they got this big event. So we're going to do that tonight. And I feel like I went to it one year. I just don't remember where it was because I was so young. Like, it was probably, like, early 90s when I went to it. Yeah. I'll be doing the basket and eyes. They take on the I-Cubs. Let's get it going, Bats. Yeah. 
Uh, 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. We'll take a couple of uh, attacks. Here comes a negative. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get back to it here. Texas, I think there's a legitimate chance that KP plays Zan Payne for 10-plus minutes a game behind Sky Clark. I can't believe this is Louisville basketball. How many hurts he averaged last, last, year, last year? Like six? I would say probably like eight or nine minutes. Was it eight or nine? That'd be my guess. Let's look. But, you know, I, mean, I know he didn't play in every game, too, though. But He played in most. He played. His, his playing time went down. But it was. We got injured late in the year too. He averaged seven point three minutes per game. Okay. And how many games? Uh, twenty-seven. Okay. So, no, I mean, I could see. Yeah. I mean, he shot twenty-one point seven percent from three and twenty-eight point six percent from the field. I suppose he shot that well, to be honest with you. A solid point four to point four assist to turnover ratio, though. Not many of those on the roster. <laughs> as, at least as many assists as turnovers. <laughs> Move those minutes up to 10 a game, baby. He's looking for Why do we need a guard when we got those assist numbers coming back? Texas, I feel no empathy for Levis. He's an arrogant jackass and will be fine. He needs humbling. Didn't he run up to the UofL cheerleaders and do L's down in their faces? No class punk. I mean, for a guy who couldn't even beat out Steve, Steve Clifford at Penn State, how does he have, a, how does he have an ego anyway? There was a Steve not- Clifford sucks. Was that his name? Sean Clifford, yeah, maybe. Yeah, Something Clifford, yeah. I think you're getting yeah. that wrong. Um, yeah, if he was any good, I'd remember his name. There was a non-zero chance that Levis was going to throw L's down if he got drafted very early last night. In the biggest moment of his life, if he was like a top five pick, he like I, I could see him throwing the L's down at the podium last night. <laughs> I could see the announcers going, doesn't he know that he's a loser, he should go L up? <laughs> Did you see, I mean, not to pile on because everybody has pointed out already, but the, the Matt Jones tweet last night where he was – he was hyping up the watch, the draft watch at his at KSR bar. I did not know. I, I because I don't like spoilers in the draft. I stay off Twitter. Well, but he just said, he was like, come out to KSR bar and watch uh, the 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 fourth Kentucky player of my lifetime get drafted in the top five. And then okay. as the draft went on, like people started noticing the tweet more and more, and it was just spread more and more. It was yeah. The fourth. Yeah, that's what he said. I mean, I know two of them. By the way, both those guys, Matt, and much like Levis would have been, were big busts. Yeah. And couch and uh, the defensive tackle, I forget right. his name, yeah. Texas said, I've never, we have never needed TK sidetrack talk like we need it today. <laughs> we can talk football, wrestling, salads, the subtle humor of shallow how, horse racing, ganja, no pickup backyards, pole vaulting, mystery blankets, dear Lord, anything else. Kenny Payne is killing me. I like the greatest hits over there of my, of my, my sidetrack stuff. Texas Clark is a downgrade from Ellis. I don't think the upgrade and other spots make up for that. As of now, 10 wins is most probable. Trevor is right. I hate being right about some things like this, though. Well, I, mean, I don't want to be right. I want to be wrong. But he's agreeing that we're going to win more games. More than twice as many games. 10 wins. Scooch, ready to make another bet? Don't. No. Don't, don't, don't do that. You let me know when you're ready, big guy. Yeah, are you going to take EMU again, or are you going to you going to go somewhere? Are you going to take a different team against me this year? I feel like I feel like I'm like, like the True Detective show. It's like it's a this season. It's an episodic season. It just changes. You you let me know who I want, who you want me to take, and that's who I'll take. What if Monty comes point? back to a different school? Monty Bates transfers to like East Carolina. <laughs> Give me East Carolina, baby. They did just get Cam Hayes, who we also were recruiting at one point in the portal. Let's see, who do we, let's see if we lose Churchill too, maybe. Maybe if we lose, unless he goes to Kansas. Is Churchill even gonna, like, I don't think he's even been recruited by anybody anymore. Is he even going to play Division One college basketball? <laughs> Are you going to tell him was the league team he played the, the ABA or whatever, the African Basketball Association? You're going to take a team over there versus Louisville men total for me? Probably. <laughs> 
Uh, Texas, I have to disagree with your assessment that we're for sure going to win more games next year. We have less experience in an era where experience matters. You can say the talent is better, but is it really? The reality is we don't know. And in this coaching staff, we're far closer to another four-win season than anyone wants to imagine. We're going to win more than four games next year. I'm I telling, love your I'm, confidence. I'm telling you right now, we're winning more than four. Didn't you say that last year we are going to win more than 13? No, that was you. Well, that was just me. I think that was common sense. But I, I was the one saying we're going to win 12 or 13. Trevor, yeah. if you just want to go ahead and take the four and under, I'll take five and over for Lowell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if that's how you're feeling. Not even a versus. 500 bucks. <laughs> I $100 for a win. <laughs> he won more money off this bet than we got victories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. I mean, the thing is, like, you have to – I hate to keep carping on this because I know it's done. It's impossible to fully, I think, understand how hard it is to win just four games at a place like Louisville. I mean, we should have won. We lost three games to terrible teams by one point. Right, That right there is at least, that should be seven wins right there. I would say horrific because we lost to some bad ACC teams too, but I mean. Badly. I mean, we should have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was. But Syracuse, we lost to by point. By point. We should have won that game. Like, we should have yeah. had, as bad as we were last year, we should have at least been like a seven or eight win team, which still would have been the worst season in any of our lifetimes. But I'm expecting it, even if the team, let's say the team, is less talented and not as good, I still would expect us to win more games just because it, you have to almost try at Louisville to only win four games in a full season. I mean, the year before was the most disgruntled thing. you. It looked like a Jerry Springer show, by the way, RIP to Jerry Springer. Yeah, it was terrible. That's, that's sad to see. The the man who, who once got fired for hiring a hooker with a with a check as, a, as the mayor and bounced back to be a social icon. How little has changed over the years. <laughs> Some things haven't changed in this beautiful country. I mean, he used a he used a check. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it was. But I mean, the, but the way is that our team looked like that. Looked like a 1998 Joe Springer episode last year, and we still won 13 games. And we thought it was the, that we was, still won literally three times the amount of games that Kenny Payne and did. Think about the discussion that we had after. Like we said, even though they won more games than the the 98 team, we thought we both agreed that that was the worst season in our lifetime. We oh, thought yeah. it couldn't possibly get worse. Then winning 13 games and winning a game in the conference tournament. Like, we advanced in the conference tournament and lost to Virginia by one. And we were like, man, this sucks. This is as bad as it can get. Not knowing that, that was a dream season compared to what we went through last year. We we won a third of our – we almost won as many conference tournament games as we did all season long, regular season games. I mean, stop. Texas, it pains me to say this, but if KP wins 10 games next year, I bet he gets a third year. If we win 10 games next year, I bet he doesn't. I think he has to get – I think Goodman's right in saying that – he has to get to 16, 17, 18. I mean, I do like – Maybe it, a bomb wins a national championship. It's hard to get a read on what Josh Hurd is thinking. We don't have the eyes – we don't have the brain of the ear of the AD. <laughs> but he did come out and say definitively in the middle of last season, like 500 is not good enough at a place like Louisville, which maybe he means big picture. Like, I don't think he means like if he wins fewer than, five, than, than half his games next season, he's definitely gone. Or if he only wins five, half of his games next season – He's definitely gone, but I do think that he is like, he's not going to celebrate a mediocre season just because year one was as bad as it could possibly be. But who knows? I hope not. Texas, why the heck did KP go to Africa? We, we don't know. Frequent fire miles. Perhaps it will become more clear over time. He had a fanfare. Your boy says, Sarah says, Trevor, where the bleep is my cameo? <laughs> I did set up for cameo. cameo. Texas, Coco Melon, uh, only $30 on Cameo. Forget HVL. 
How can you get a Coco Melon cameo? Can who's you get Coco like, Melon? Coco Melon's like that. It's like that brand of like kids songs. Like, can you? Is it JJ who's doing? I don't know. How, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Coco Melon. They make like a, you don't know what it is. They make like a billion dollars. It's unreal. I mean, a lot of people make a billion dollars on YouTube. That they, I have no well, reason. Now they're on it. Netflix. They like Netflix bought them for like a hundred million dollars. We're yelling Coco Melon. No, it's songs. It's 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 a whole thing. Mike, what's bigger, Coco Melon or Blippy? Coco Melon by a lot. Okay. 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 He's got two kids. What's your excuse, Scoots? Uh, I've got three nephews or and nieces. Mm, you can uh, still be aware of these things and not have kids. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to see why the texture thinks your voice sounds that way. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not helping his argument. <laughs> Texas says was the Miami kid on scholarship or preferred walk on. He was. It on, he was on scholarship. They didn't want him either way. He was on scholarship at Miami. He'll be on scholarship here. Uh, Texas says Kenny Payne really thinks his job is not even in question. Communication will be nice right about now. I don't know if that's true. All I can say is that he operates that way. He operates under the – I mean, the way that he acted when he was asked those questions by Brooks Holton, he, he was flabbergasted that, yeah. that his job might even be called into question after a 4-28 and season or that his he, coaching staff might even be called into question after a 4-28 season. They've done a great job here. They're building a culture. We've got one of the best staffs in the country. Why would I, That's a bad question. Why would we possibly change anything because we had the worst season in the history of this program? That team last year was just – there was no there was no culture. They couldn't get along. They fought, yet they still won three times more games than we did. Look, I mean, the good news is – Either we're going to, I think, overachieve to a point where everyone's going to feel confident and be like, well, like they really did know what was going on. Or this whole thing is going to be over in 11 months, and we can move on, and we can say, like, we tried it the, the way that some people wanted to. It didn't work. Let's go get somebody who's coached and won at a high level before. We're, we've got no NCAA cloud anymore. We should be able to go out there and get a big name. Who Look, the attractive thing about the Louisville job now, and it was kind of part of the reason why – you know, Kenny Payne could have played hero if he'd had an overachieving first season because we were coming off of a 13-win season. But right now, let's say we have another bad year. Let's say we win, God forbid, 7, 8, 9, 10 games. We are as low as you can possibly be at a place like Louisville. Whoever comes in, they do get that conquering hero status if they come in and just win 18 or 19 in, in year one. And I think it's capable of doing it, too. And you, in this day and age, you should yeah. be able to do it. We've seen Easily. it happen other places that have far less built-in advantages than we do. So that's, I mean, either this is going to work and we're going to be like, okay, this guy's killing and recruiting, and he can coach. He showed it this year. We just had a bunch of bleephead kids in year one. Or we can move on and we can do things the, the quote-unquote normal way for a program like us, get a big-time coach who's won, who we know is going to keep winning, and we can move on with our lives. If I was taking go from two, two wins to 22 in a tougher Big 12 than the ACC is probably right now, then if I, Kansas State can go from three straight losing seasons, they at least think, well, they had thirteen or fourteen wins last year before. Last three year. straight losing seasons to a first place finish yeah. with a new head coach and a trip to the Elite Eight as a three seed. Yeah. Then we at Louisville, I feel like I need to keep screaming it. It's Louisville for God's sake. They lost one of their best guards to being bought over by Miami. The whole thing was the portal. Yeah, like the, we should be able to do it. Like it just if you've got the goods as a coach, you should be able to do it. Texas is coming off of a 4-28 and season. You'd think there aren't many scholarships to be used uh, on taking flyers on guys who might help down the line. Karan Davis was one. Unfortunately, it sounds like this new guy is another. And well, it, so is Williams and so is Glenn. I mean, I don't know these guys are guys that I think can be impactful next year, really. Yeah, but it's fine to have a few freshmen who fit that role. I guess. If you're looking at transfers, that's a different thing. And it's why, I mean, we had this conversation when Louisville was reportedly targeting Keyshawn Hall where it's like, 
yeah, he's a big guard who maybe can help you two or three years down the line, but he's recruiting like his job's not on the line next year. And, I mean, it, it very much is. Like, we need to be good now. And, and there's no excuse not to be good now. We're not building the program like it's 2009 anymore. You need those players who are going to be in your program for two or three years, maybe four years, hopefully, five, God forbid, now. But you also have to mix in those players who have been other places for three or four years and who have succeeded at a high level during that time span. And that part of it, it just doesn't seem like the staff gets. We, we haven't done it yet. Texas says, bleeping Patrick Ewing, I mean Kenny Payne, is messing up again. Um, beg Gabe Sisk from Bauer to walk on so at least someone else can handle the ball. Of course, Zan would probably play over him. Where's Gabe Sisk going to school? He was no, he's no kidding. No, I was thinking the one Iona was looking at him, weren't they? He had he had an offer from Iona. He's got a bunch of low mid major offers. Um, Coastal Carolina, EKU, Iona have all offered him. I think he had recently a couple more offers, but I don't think he's committed anywhere yet. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like Gabe Sisk a lot. I don't know if he's the answer to our our issues. No, I mean hell, I don't think there's one freshman out. I mean, I don't think, as good as he is. Like what you said, I don't think Mackenzie and Baco is the answer to our issues right now. I mean, like when I said, you know, guys like Glenn Williams and, and Davis aren't going to come in and impact. I mean, at least with Glenn, he's a local kid that I, I don't mind doing it with. Like Williams and Davis, I mean, unless they're going to come in and be like impactful. I mean, we we don't have the I don't have, we don't have the time or patience. I mean, we we don't. We've I, got those players already. Like we we yeah. we, it's fine to have a handful of them. We had a couple of them last year, and they just we 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 suffered to them last year, and then they bounced it's, on us. It's fine to have a handful of them. We had five open scholarships to use, even after taking our transfers and a couple, and we're not going out and doing what every good team in this day and age in college basketball has done, yeah. and using them on players who have experience and who fit a position of need. I just I I don't get it. I don't either. Texas says Sidney Curry is rated higher in the transfer portal rankings than Yovanovich, by the way. Well, that's comforting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where's Yovanovich ranked? I don't I, I know that there are some sites that do, like, the whole, like, they rank, like, 1,000 players in the transfer portal. I know Curry was down there, like, 279 at one point. I don't, I, that's all I've seen. I don't know. I, I don't know how you could possibly do those rankings, but people do because we'll talk about them. Texas recruiting news is depressing. Can you tell us a story about the chaos of Max last year that we don't know to cheer us up? I don't know if I can. Um, all the stories that I knew are kind of out there at this point, besides like the, the vague fights, players fighting each other. Players after every game. After a lot of games. Yeah. Like the big story that I was sitting on for a long time was what happened with Dino Gaudio. And then like I didn't expect when it finally broke, I didn't expect it to be an FBI deal. Like, <laughs> I'd heard that day that like it had gone poorly and that Dino had threatened Mac with like violations and I'm gonna and then when it just when nothing came of it, I just assumed that it was like, you know, people calmer heads prevailed and we all moved on. And then it was like, Hey, did you hear about the Gaudio thing? And I was like, Yeah, I've been waiting for this to come out and it was like he's getting charged by the FBI. Like, no, I didn't know that part of it. Um, there was a lot of dysfunction in, in, in those. Like, I don't think that there's a – the ones that I do know, I can't I can't tell. A lot of dysfunction. They still won three times more games than we did. <laughs> more than three times. <laughs> more than three times. <laughs> I can't let it go. You can just tell me all those bad things about the last Mac year. And they still won three times more games. <laughs> Texas, so we got – Dylan Mulvaney, a child molester, and Mr. Cigarette on the show today. That's that's the sum up. The March shot and <laughs> uh, Texas Scooter is less offended by that text with the child molester than the Android text phone for some reason. <laughs> that's that's very true. Yeah, 
I, I guess I didn't realize how disturbing the child molester part of that was. Yeah, but as long as you don't have that green bubble when you text, right? No kidding. <laughs> um, all right, that's... You got, we got to draw the line somewhere, right? Let's take a break. We got the five o'clock hour coming up next. We'll reset a little bit. We'll talk uh, some some other things besides this Neil Yovanovich uh, stuff. Although I'm sure we will circle back to it at some point, and the text line will take us there if we don't. Five o'clock hours on the way next. Here it's the Mike Rutherford Show live from Oxmoor Ford in St. Matthews here on 1450 The Big X. Hour here of the Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Hope your weekend is off to a fantastic start. Your uh, your pre Derby weekend as we get ready for the best week in the city to be a Louisvillian coming your way next week. Uh, we've got uh, we've had a lot of talk about basketball today. If you're looking for a, a little bit of a palate cleanser, uh, I'll say this: Dylan Messman, three-star tight end out of Saline, Michigan, who had long been considered to be a Michigan or a Michigan State lean. I think Michigan State thought they had him locked up. He is going to Suckers. announce his commitment coming up at 6 o'clock. Not saying anything, but feeling good about it. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, he is a guy who fits that Jeff Brom mold at tight end. Bigger, six foot five, 230 pounds. Uh, I know Scott Satterfield like kind of the smaller tight ends, but uh, had an offer from Auburn, uh, had offers from Michigan, had offers from Michigan State. He will be committing at 6 o'clock in Louisville. Seems to have a good shot there. So that will be a, a nice little distraction. Of course, again, the good news happening right as we get off air. We've had good news all week during our time slot, but we've been delayed by the bats or, or what have you. <laughs> uh, we're, Jeff Brom just does not get commits when we're actually on the air. No, not normally, but at least he's getting commits. From people that we've heard of. I mean, that's why he landed more kids on Wednesday on my birthday than I think KB's landed all offseason, right? Jeez, you're upset. Well, I have every reason to be upset. Just, yeah. I've been begging. We've had three spots open for two weeks. I've been begging for a guard, and we get Dino Rogers' cousin. <laughs> We're live at Oxmoor <laughs> Ford here in the heart of St. Matthew. Stop by and see us. The largest selection of vehicles in the Kentuckyana area. Come by, buy a car, start your weekend off right, go to the Balloon Glow. Start better off than I have. Get ready for the mini marathon. Have a great time. That's what Oxmoor Ford's doing. Um, God, you are very, very angry. You've been cranky <laughs> since we got here. <laughs> Got a late bats game tonight too. Is that what it is? Maybe so. I don't know. It's eight o'clock start, so I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be. I'm not. It's gonna be like eleven thirty, maybe eleven thirty and twelve by the time I get home. Well, it's gonna suck. Uh, you got a late birthday present last night. I did. Yes, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, I might use that tonight. Actually. Oh, I did not mean for me. I, I, oh. I, I, I was talking about the uh, the new Jack Harlow album. Your boy, two Louisville legends. You guys are best friends now. 
after taking the picture. Yes. Uh, Harlow's came out the, uh, the Jackman album out of nowhere this week. Now, didn't he just drop another album? It was like last year. Last year, the big one, the big release. And this. Ah, uh, yes. That's what makes rap so great. You can. Because everyone knows true artists can put out multiple albums in every, every year. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have done that. It's not a rap thing. That's uh, and usually all but one of them usually suck. But. Well, I like this one a lot. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm a huge fan. It's very short. Um, it's it's the old tent. <laughs> what? That's Say. Oh, my boy Say. <laughs> say. There he is. Who wants a cameo, apparently. He wants a cameo. <laughs> Text or Say in the house here at Oxmoor Ford. Uh, but... <laughs> The new, he's buying a truck. He's, he's buying a truck here. Look at that. He's buying a truck. But at least he didn't show me his butt. Thank well, God, I've seen it before. I don't that's, need to see it again. That's for the post-purchase. Trust me, watch him walk away. His pants are probably sagging down, so you'll see it anyway. Yeah, that's fine. That's, we, love, <laughs> we love Mary. He's, he's, he's bringing good business. But I knew when they dropped the album cover and had the old tent, like the old school Harlow, that it was going to be the old Jack. And I, like, I'm fine. I said this today. I'm fine with doing things for, like, kind of pop and, like, getting out there and, like, doing the industry thing and getting songs that are going to be played. Uh, somebody phrased it as being played in the background at H&M, like those types of songs. <laughs> I, can't, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to picture that. It's, I think now I really need to go listen to the album just to see what it's like to listen to an album in the back of H&M. Well, that's the last album. The, <laughs> oh, okay, the, the, my Come bad. Home, The Kids Miss You, which had a lot of top 40, so, excelled big, like songs that are going to play on pop stations, all that mm. stuff. But this was, this was old school Jack where he's he, – playing over soul beats he's introspective he's you know shorter songs he's, he's more to the point uh, i loved it it was, it was the other stuff is fine i know that it gets him more fans it gets him more money it gets him more mainstream but this was more of the this is what i got into liking him for it's the old i think he's adopting the, the movie star mentality of they say like one for them one for me you'll do kind of a blockbuster that's good for money and then yeah. you do something that's more challenging for you as an actor like I think that's kind of where he's going with it. I'm fine with that. I feel like that's how KP's doing his building his roster, except the without the for us part. We need one for all of us. Yeah, he's like he's bringing in all these kids he wants, and it's like you know, how many shallow house can you do before you do a movie that actually you know, we want to watch? Shallow Danilo. <laughs> I think I think Kenny Payne ran into Tony Robbins before he started recruiting this class. <laughs> you're bringing, I'm trying desperately to shift the conversation from from Kenny Payne. You're just, you're just there. You go. I just got a late birthday card. It's the name on it. Serge. Yeah, his his wife for some reason thinks I'm. She, might, she always calls me Serge from Beverly Hills Cop. Balky <laughs> Serge. <laughs> I don't know why. I like. I look nothing like him. I can see you being a Serge though. Serge Swicker. This is the funniest thing. I look more like Serge Swicker than I do him. <laughs> I can see you being a Serge. I did like somebody. Akmel, Akmel Foley. So the new Harlow album cover, like he's standing in a uh, an alley with his arms crossed. Like it's become this picture. Like everybody immediately found out where it is in the Highlands. It's behind Richmond Avenue. Is it? And so now it's become a meme where everybody's posting like pictures of themselves, like in the same spot. And somebody, my guy Alan Thomas on Twitter, put up the picture of uh, Danilo Yovanovich doing the same oh thing. Good lord! And so I just responded with one of the tracks from the album. I was like, they don't love it. Like the, yeah. which is one of the songs. I was like, yeah, people aren't aren't, aren't loving this, and we, that's been. Maybe the theme of the show so far is people expressing how much they don't love this. It's just crazy you can go listen to a whole album without even paying for it now. Yeah, I, I fired it up. I was still awake last night, put it on Spotify. In the fifth minute, there was immediately a Peyton Siva Montrez Harrell reference, and I'm like, I'm in. This, this, is, this is the Jack that I love. This is what I'm here for. I wonder how many people that are, quote-unquote, successful musicians nowadays would not be if people actually had to pay for their music instead of just listening to it for free. I don't know, Trev. Because you get popular by like your downloads now. But even though you're, somebody's not like, paying for your music, they're just downloading it. 
I'm just, I'm just wondering about that. I'm not saying that would be under Harlow. I'm just mean there's, you know, like I, somebody like my buddy, like say his kid who's 21, he'll, he'll name somebody. I'm like, who? And he's like, he's got so many downloads and this many views. I'm like, yeah, but it's all free. I mean, so, would he be? Would would his popularity be the same? If, like somebody actually had to pay ten bucks to listen to it. I mean, that's you can say that about anything. Like I'm going know. back to my old days. I mean, going back to anything. Like, <laughs> if you had to pay for radio, yeah. I mean, like. Would they be played as much on radio? Probably well, we not. wouldn't be on it. <laughs> what? Do you, what? Nobody's going to pay you to listen to us. Well, no, you're, you're not wrong. They're not paying us to talk to you, Arlie. <laughs> not with this conversation. Uh, hey, you want to go talk more about Dino? Who? D- Dano, whatever the guys we just got from Miami. Oh, Danilo. Yeah, you're just not going to learn his name. <laughs> no, why? I don't see any reason to. Coach Slarnega didn't. Why should I? There is. I am receiving the whole, and I take all of this with a grain of salt. But now, but it is more legitimate than just the the vague Twitter things. But because people are actually who I trust are sending me this, it sounds like things are going well with Trey White. I think that he's okay. probably. I'm not going to say it's done or anything because those have been cursed words in recent years. Uh, but it sounds like we have a very solid chance of landing a commitment from Trey White, who is, according to Kevin Sweeney of Sports Illustrated, the fifth best available transfer in the portal right now. Uh, freshman from USC last year was on the All Pac-12 rookie team. Um, he's he, he fits the mold of players that that Kenny Payne likes. He's a six foot seven guard. Um, why are you laughing? Because he's not, yeah, is he really a guard? I mean, he's just six. I mean, just because you're not six eleven doesn't mean you're not a guard. I mean, he's he. <laughs> Like this isn't a guy that we're taking from somewhere else who called him a forward and we're making him a guard, which has happened before. This is a guy that USC <laughs> referred to as a guard, that his high school profile referred to as a guard. Uh, so we're, we're we're not flipping things nice. there. Averaged nine points per game last season, got better as as the year went on. He is a not great outside shooter, just shot twenty six point five percent from three, uh, but he's a good defender, good rebounder. He'll help us out significantly there. Um, not a not a great ball handler. Like this, this is the thing for me with, with these guys that we're taking right now is if you do need to rest Sky Clark or if Sky Clark's not playing well, I mean, God forbid Sky Clark just isn't good. Like, we, we're not 100% sure there. Like there's no second option there. We, we don't have somebody who can run the show. We don't have somebody who can initiate the offense. We don't have somebody who can be a lead guard. I think Trey White can help you. I think he can help you a lot next year, but he can't help you in that regard. And that's where my concern is with the way that we're building this roster. Yeah. So you leaned up like you had something something to say. Well, I was also thinking that just I mean, this, I mean, this is, there's some confidence, I guess, to maybe think that when we actually get kids here, we do get them to commit. Yeah. I mean, we've had success with that. And the problem is, is we're having lack of success getting them to come here, right? And that being said, uh, Mbago is Umbop is coming here. I mean, he is going to visit, right? We're on the list. We're on the list. So, I He's mean, visiting St. John's this weekend, so I mean, unless St. John's can lock him down. Now, Kansas Kansas kind of thrives in these situations where – Yeah, I wonder why. Like, like <laughs> there's been some talk that maybe he had some issue getting eligible at Duke, and that was part of the reason why uh, he wound up hitting hmm. the transfer portal. I don't know. I've got no idea if that's true. But whenever there's been these types of questions swirling around top-tier recruits, Kansas seems to be the school that swoops in and somehow makes everything okay. Yeah, I wonder how they do that. I don't know if that changes with them because they are still very much in the, the crosshairs of the IRP. They have not gotten their ruling yet. I don't know if that changes things here. Although, if you're Kansas, don't you just point to the rest of the country and be like, they got nothing, they got nothing, they got nothing, they got nothing. We suspended our own coach. We self-imposed a, a suspension for our coach and our top assistant. After that, we're good. Don't worry about any of that. Like Them being involved in this recruitment makes me nervous. Indiana, 
maybe I eat my words here. I'm not worried about them here. They seem like kind of a toss-in. But we need to get to the point where we get him on campus because up until then, I'm going to be nervous. Grades were an issue. Should have got him Corey McGetty's uh, tutor. He up the he, somehow he got him into Duke. I don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not like he's the first guy that would have had an issue getting into Duke on Duke his Duke own merits. Yeah, well, when it comes to academics, Duke does look the other way when they're struggling. I guess they haven't been struggling enough to look the other way. Yeah, second round this past year. Shire's in the hot seat. He's <laughs> coaching for his job this year. <laughs> uh, we, we've also talked about this Haley Van Lith news. Her. I mean, it's again. If you missed yesterday's show, I know it was Haley Van Loser. It was an hour long, so you may have already you know, not thought we were coming on the air when we finally got on at five after the Bats game. And I held my hand up, like I, I said, "I'm such a big man that I'm going to admit how yeah. small of a man I'm going to be <laughs> when it comes to the Haley Van List stuff." And I'm going to be a hater here. Like I, I typically wish our players well when they leave. I'm not wishing like anything bad for her personally, but going to LSU. Going to play for Kim Mulkey, like I can't. I'm, I'm going to be a hater. I'm going to root against LSU every single. I was already going to root against yeah, LSU exactly. for every single game. Her going there doesn't change anything, but I, I really don't want them to win a, t- a title. I don't. I don't want her to win this way. No, I mean I, I, I was going to root against them in, in the way that like, like if they made a tournament, I wouldn't care. But like I wanted to see them get upset. Maybe like her there now. I just don't want to see them make the tournament. I want to see. Them, I want to see this entire thing to blow up. I want it to be face. a colossal failure. Yeah. Like her and Angel Reese just getting this big cat fight, and hairs being pulled, and clothes are being ripped. And I'm gonna stop right now. I didn't like that. Angel, <laughs> Angel Reese wished her like a welcome tweet or whatever. I was like, I don't like that. I, I, I want this to be a disaster. What if she sent her Instagram picture of her like, come and get you want one of these, don't you? <laughs> or if she's like, you better not be taking my my minutes or something like that. I, I, I wanted something like that. I wanted there to be just. Chaos from the beginning, and it doesn't. Speaking of Instagram, I think I saw some earlier today where like Antonio Brown posted a picture of himself with like a Ravens jersey. And the Ravens were like, people were like, Antonio Brown is signing the Ravens. The Ravens, like, their, their account was like, not that we know of. <laughs> like, <laughs> Antonio Brown's just putting himself on teams now. Remember the recruit years and years ago who, who uh, like, I think he did the, the, the hat thing and he picked Cal, and Cal never recruited him. Oh, yeah, the whole thing. He, he had no, like, D1 offers. He had no offers. He had, like, Cal and, like, Stanford and all these schools. And he picked Cal. That was the most famous one. Uh, yeah, that was that was from probably, like, 20 years ago now, hadn't it been? I think it, I think it was, like, more like 15. It, 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 been, it, was, it was early, like, recruiting. Sports Internet yeah. was still, like, a thing. Yeah. Because uh, they did a follow-up story from that kid. <laughs> I always just remember being Cal. That's how I can always Kevin remember. Hart was his name. Was it really? That's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know and that. It, was only in, it was actually only in uh, 2008. So about oh, it hasn't been. I mean, it's still 15 years. You see, nailed it. That's what you said. 15, yeah. So he, and there was a follow up, like how, like somebody was like, "How did this happen?" And basically, like a story that I think is is all too familiar. Like all these kids want all this status, and they want like you know they, to post the thing on Twitter where it's like, "Look at you know, I got the offer from them." And mm-hmm. he, he just like let it go so far that it got to a point where like he couldn't just own up to the fact that nobody was recruiting him. <laughs> and he, uh, what did he end up going? I think he ended up playing like he played like. D three football for a year and then just stop playing. Like he was not good. <laughs> we could have still gone to Cal then. <laughs> Having the name Kevin Hart at least made him more forgettable because like you're never gonna be the most famous Kevin Hart still. Was Kevin Hart even was the, the other Kevin Hart? I don't think he had really blew up at that about 2008 though yet. Has he? I think he was around. Because his first like the first time I saw him was in like Forty uh, Year Old Virgin and that was when he was still unknown. And that that was that. Well, I guess say that was probably about two thousand four, wasn't it? Maybe two thousand two. Was Kevin Hart in the forty year old version? Yeah, he's the one that gets into it with uh, the one black dude about wanting the uh, the discount. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, 
I can't give you the lines because yeah, I was gonna say it's a lot, a lot of stuff I can't say. <laughs> I'm one of the few people like say hey, hey, he gets um, he likes Kevin Hart. And he, I'm not a Kevin Hart fan. I'm not really either. I, Every I'm, now and then he'll do something that somebody will show me that I'll, I'll laugh at. But I've tried to stand up a few times and it's just not. It's it, yeah, it, honestly I watch it and I'm, I feel like I'm just watching a ripoff of Cedric the Entertainer. Like I saw this in original Kings of Comedy. Like he does those same bits and it's like. And then it's like, how many times over three hours can you tell me you're short and black? I don't. It's fine. I get it. So was Gary Coleman. You didn't see him doing stand-up about it. This has been Stand-Up <laughs> Critiques with Trevor Kelsey. Hey, we both like John Mulaney. Yeah. Have you watched the new? I have not. I'm, I'm going to try to watch this weekend. I think probably Sunday maybe. I saw his old dog Petunia died, which made me sad Aww. today. Petunia was featured heavily in his early uh, sets, and uh, now she's she passed away, unfortunately. But I'm excited. I think I'm going to try to watch it tonight if we get home early enough for the Balloon Glow. If we, if we stop landing recruits for L tonight, then... Uh, Ooh, I like the, the play on words there. Yeah, then we'll go. Balloon, glow, land. Yeah. 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 All, all by design. <laughs> <laughs> Weaving a tapestry. The, the script you have written over there. <laughs> Puns to drop today. <laughs> Lines to use at 5 o'clock hour. It's all happening. It's all happening, folks. It's all happening. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. We'll try to get to as many of these as we can before the, the end of the hour. We'll try to skip over some of the ones that have been that are repetitive where it's like, <laughs> hey, I think Kenny Payne's bad. I was feeling you're going to read like one text like, oh, that's the text line. No. <laughs> uh, Texture says, Scoots, this may have been addressed already, but what happened with the unedited outro today? I don't know what that means. I don't know. Scoots is Scoots is bounced. Yeah, no, Scoots is gone. Yeah, I'm actually running the, the rest of the show remotely. Oh, from that's there. what you're doing on your phone. Yeah, because uh, well, it, it, it's very good. Scoots. Scoots, I'm, text in. Let us know if you don't know this about Scoots, and I think we learned something every day. I told you yesterday. Scoots is also an ordained minister. You told me this yesterday. Like, first of everything all, about Scoots, the more that I learn, the more I mean, with both of you, honestly, the more fascinated I am with both of you. He, I, I mean, I, I I don't get how the fascination with me, but I I mean he. Like, at what point does, like, one, like, just decide I'm going to become an ordained minister just to get somebody married? And I saw, I assume maybe, like, he did just, like, this this wedding coming up. Like, he's, you know, and I was like, so he's like, no, this is, like, my fourth or fifth wedding I've done. Yeah, I was, so I was, <laughs> what? I was briefly talking, like, when my sister got married, I was, they briefly flirted with the idea of me doing it. And so, like, I looked into it. And I guess, like, if you just do it and you pay the fee and you go through the whatever. That's just, like, ten minutes online, right? I mean. I think it's a, it was a little – it was more than I thought it was going to be. Okay. At least when I was looking into it. Like, maybe once you've me. already done that, because you make yourself available to other people. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if, if Scoots is just, like, on a website. Like, <laughs> ministermywedding.com. Like, also, like, is it, like, the bar exam? Can you only marry you in Indiana? Like, do you to, Great question. Do you have to get ordained in each individual state to practice Tennessee's marriage? like, <laughs> they don't got to be 15 here. No, I'm just no wondering. I, I don't know. In the fact I he's, say that as a Kentucky. And he's, so he's officiating a wedding this weekend. So I told him, I was like, well, you're going to officiate mine, dude. Yeah, and he's like, no, no. I, I think this is my last one. I'm no, like, no, he's coming out of retirement. No, he's you're gonna you're gonna do you're gonna redo Rutherford's re, re, uh, re ceremony as well in in t- ten years. He's gonna act like he's in retirement. The stone cold gr- glass break's gonna come on. He's gonna come flying out the doors. That's how he's gonna. Ha- that's what's gonna happen. I picked. I want him coming out to the Billy Gunn song myself. I'm an now, who doesn't want your preacher to come out to that? <laughs> Texture says, speaking of cameo, if you want to get a cameo of TK's mom, check out her OnlyFans. Come on. Really, man. <laughs> I, don't think, 
on, the day, on Dino Day? Are you really going to do that to me? Is this the guy who did the rapid un- unscheduled disassembly is what happens when I'm alone with TK's mom? Which was one of the best ones we've had so far. Yeah. Don't do it on KP, then. <laughs> Don't do it on KP. Well, no. <laughs> Dino Day. Texas says, does Kenny Payne get to 10 career wins before he's fired next March? I'm leaning towards – this. The, we've had a lot of negative – this is worse than, like, any of the days where we've actually – like coming off of a 30-point loss to, to <laughs> Miami does. or something. We signed a kid. We signed a kid. We actually got a player from the transfer portal, and the morale is lower than when we, like, we're losing games by 30 to 1 in 10 Florida State last we year. Were, we were happier yesterday without the – I mean, and again, I'm like you at the beginning of the show. You feel bad for the kid a little I bit. I do. I do genuinely feel Because you know the kid – it's not his fault. He's probably going to try his Imagine best. Imagine he's t- listening to the show right now. And he's like, <laughs> I wonder what they're saying about me. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> That I should I should have gone anywhere. That bumpkins call me Dino. <laughs> Why am I subjecting He's come myself up here to, to this? Smack me, probably. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him if, if, if he like comes out. I hope this kid's fantastic. Like, I'll, I'll be, be honest. Be if he came up here and punched you right now, I would be thrilled for it to see the life in him. I want. That's the kind of heart I want to see out of a player. I want this kid and Cron Davis to be like first team All ACC next year. We're like, we know what we're doing. <laughs> we're in capable hands. We're going to be fine. By the way, Sean Moth is ordained too. He's done two weddings. He said it took 10 minutes online to get the certificate. Is there anybody not ordained? <laughs> I know Sean's done like the voices at weddings too, like where they do like the, like, let's meet our groomsmen. Like he's recorded stuff like that before okay. for people. And he said, like, Sean was like such a nice guy that people would just request him. They'd email him and he would just do it for free. I'm like, you could have set up like your own business where people would, like, I had friends who came out to the old UofL starting lineups when they, after they got married, like the old music that we were using. Yeah, I was going like, to say 2009. Cause... Like, he, he could have done that for, for a fee. I'm sure people would have paid him like 100 bucks to do it. I think we've been to different weddings in our life. I mean, I went to Renshaw's wedding. He came out to Pusher Man by by Curtis Mayfield. I like that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even remember what we came out to. We had DJ uh, K Dog there from U of L. Did ours? It was great. <laughs> Killed it. Um, the only other weddings I've been to, I went to TJ's wedding. I want to say they were. I think they did came out to Game of Thrones. Did they? I like that. Uh, yeah, I'm almost when they went down the aisle. I think the DJ Wagner song. Yeah, the DJ Wagner song. Walker, TJ Walker, TJ Walker. He's marrying Hannah. <laughs> Hannah Walker. They both work. It works really well. Texas says, you're an idiot if you bought into it last year, although all our media did the spin zone. Not this show. No, I mean, I tried to stay positive early in the year. I mean, I straight up. As the year went along, I kept trying to be positive. At one point, I was like, hey. We've technically improved every game. You did say, like, you wanted us to – you were like, I think we can be in the mix on Selection Sunday when I was like, I think that we're going to be as bad as last year. Yeah, I know. Which yeah. was like, – like, and, again, like, looking back on it, that was optimistic. I said, like, I, yeah, I'm getting raked over the coals by people for being like, I think that we're going to finish 11th or 12th in the ACC. I think we're going to be, like, just as bad as we were a year ago. My goal is to be slightly better than we were a year ago. And people are like, you're such a hater. This is terrible. Not knowing that that was like the most optimistic I was going to be, like I was, th- that was a sunshine and rainbows prediction. Looking back on things, it was. There was no spin zone, <laughs> and you really oversold it. If you, yeah, if you, if you want to call that spin zone, then yeah, I was, I was definitely spinning it. Texas says Mike just said he guarantees we win more than uh, than five games. Then he quickly had to correct himself and say that four games. That was hard to listen to. <laughs> I meant we will win at least five games. Definitely more than four. <laughs> Mike Rutherford guarantee. Is there a way we could not win five and win more than four? Hey, I told you people we were going to beat Florida A&M gonna, last December. Like, you're going to get like a half game. I made good on that promise. I said we beat, uh, we beat Florida A&M. I said we would not. I not as impressively as you thought we would, though. I did guarantee we'd win a game in the ACC when we you, started off uh, winless. You did. You did. 
And now Did I'm telling you, again? Uh, we beat Clemson and George Tech. I already forgot. Two. <laughs> we got one of them fired. <laughs> we would have fired. We would have got two fired if they care if they knew he was still working there in Clemson. We got Stansbury fired. They even know he's. We we did A and M fire the coach. I they didn't. We looked that up. I think. Yeah. We kept. I kept track of that. Uh, but yeah, every, every, we so, almost went four so for four. Half the teams we beat fired their coach. They're like, that's, that's done. It's over. Uh, <laughs> both those guarantees were good. This they is your third guarantee. We're winning at least five games next year. Well, I can't wait for the season to start. Texas, on-court performance aside, Louisville needs an alpha type A personality to lead this program. KP just doesn't have that, t- that talent, unfortunately. I don't think he is that kind of coach anyway. That's what he's saying. That's, yeah. He's saying we need, not, not player, we need an alpha type A personality on the sidelines. I mean, I talked about it when we got to the Final Four, and I was like, crazy kind of thrives in this environment, and Hurley is the most bat bleep crazy out of these coaches. I think, like, there's something to it. Like, you need to... You don't have to be that guy, I guess, but you've got to – I mean, Jay Wright was not streaming your face, get crazy, but, like, Jay Wright also – Jay Wright doesn't have – Bill Nova fan base is not Louisville or Kentucky fan base either. They're not, but, like, we would take Jay Wright here. Like, we, oh, all you have really? to do is win. Like, like, it's a matter of, like, you don't have to be screaming your face. Like, but, like, if your team is playing poorly and we're seeing the same mistakes over and over and you have that demeanor, it's not going to play as well as somebody who is very clearly trying to – like. Kenny, there would be stretches last year where Kenny Payne wouldn't call timeouts. We'd have like five turnovers in, in a minute and a half, and he would just kind of throw his arms up and look at the crowd like, I can't believe these guys either. And that's not going to fly. Like, that's, no. that, like you're the coach. You've got to be in there. You've got to show that you're more mad than we are and that you're doing – like we can't, we can't call timeout for you and tell these players what to do. We can't get in there. Like that's your job. And last year, that kind of laid-back demeanor, it just it doesn't play when the same mistakes are happening over and over and over and over again. I don't remember if I said this on the air, but I said it to you. But, I mean, I said about last year's – I mean, watching Kenny Payne coach, it reminded me of, like, Emilio Estevez when he first got to hold the Ducks. He's just like, why God, Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you rebounding? Why aren't you passing? Because coaches, they don't – you need to teach them how to do that stuff. I mean, that's, that's great, Kenny Payne. You, you know what we need to do. We know what we need to do. But you got to show them how to do it, and I just don't think that's – I didn't see last year of him any way of him doing that. I didn't either. And that's not good because we're bringing in more young kids. I mean, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Then you need to go to the transport and bring in juniors and seniors and, and fifth-year seniors and sixth-year seniors. I'm with you. I mean, otherwise, then you need to re- understand that. I mean, honestly, I would have been happy to see LS grab his eye and go to the ground like like like, uh, like the Ducks would tried to do at one point. But I mean, that's my concern with this year coming up in the roster. The way that we've we've constructed is that we're going to win 12, 13 games. You're going to see flashes out of guys like Trenton Flowers and Dennis Evans, and people are going to say, "See, you've got to keep him. These guys are getting better. This young talent." When the reality is, you could have added more pieces around them to win 18, 19, 20 games, flirt with the NCAA tournament, or get into the NCAA tournament. And there's no excuse not to do it. I don't want to have those discussions because in year two. I don't care about the NCAA. I don't care about whatever. There's no excuse for any coach in year two at this program no. to be five, six games under 500. And if we get to a point where we're 13 and 19 or 12 and 20 next year or whatever the record winds up being, and people are saying, you got to get Flowers to come back. That's why you bring him back. You got to get Evans to come back. That's why you, the argument's not going to fly with me because we didn't need to be in this position. We need, should have been in the position last year. That team was as untalented as it was with better than four wins. You don't get an extra lifeline for being four-win bad no. in your year one. Like, if, if we had gone 12-20 and 20 last year, people would be pissed off, and they wouldn't accept going 13-19 and 19 a year later. We shouldn't accept going 13-19 and 19 this season just because we were so bad 
and we won four games in his first year. Yeah, it's, and it's, that's what I'm concerned. It's like being happen. like a bad husband. You like you cheat on her, you you make a mess in the house, and you take out the garbage and expect to be like rewarded. Texas, what if we're all wrong on Zan's eligibility and we catch NCA sanctions because he didn't actually have any left? If Zan Payne gets <laughs> this program funny. back on postseason bans, that would be funny. Maybe Kenny's I mean, that's his madness. He's he's doing that so he can because to, to avoid having to actually recruit people. He's like, see, I can't keep recruiting people. You want me to recruit better? I can't do it because my son got us on probation. <laughs> He's looking over like, good boy, Zan. Texas says, quote, if he was any good, I'd remember his name. Says the guy who called the first pick of the draft last night, Brian Young. I stand by it. Two years, you'll be like, never mind, Trevor. Didn't need to remember his name. Yeah, but he was clearly a good college player. Yeah, you should cares. know his name. He was a Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> can you name all the Heisman Trophy winners? I mean, I can remember the most recent ones, yeah. <laughs> can you name – how far can you go if back? If you told me Brian Young was the Heisman Trophy winner, I'd be like, no, that's not right. That's the, I was, well, first of all, if his career is anywhere near as good as the defensive tackle Brian Young, he's, he should be happy. But yeah, Brian Young was a beast. Yeah, Notre Dame. You remember that? Top ten pick out of by the Niners. Texas says – Shattered I'm, his leg on Monday Night Football. I'm not sure Scoots could take another P6 team that would win less games than us next year. Can we get him Hartford? Hartford maybe. They're, I mean, the only chance I might win is if I get him St. Francis of New York. Well, they're not playing anymore. I know. That's the joke. <laughs> they're done. Thanks for explaining it. <laughs> well, it's still a little bit of a niche joke. If you're, I mean, if you're just tuning yeah. in, I don't think everyone knows the Terriers' history right now. Who's tuning in. Texas Formerly the Terriers. <laughs> Texas, Bellarmine, and App State dominated us most of the game, and we were lucky to even have a shot in those games. Bellarmine was, was – they got up big early because they shut the lights out. That was a little bit back. App State was up big for a while. Wright State, we led the entire game. I mean, it's – Well, Davenport just outcoached him anyway. A depressing conversation. I, 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 we can't do this again. We, we, I can't do – if we lose our first exhibition game next year, I may just have to be like, we're not talking about basketball this season. I'm sorry, guys. I, I cannot do another four months. Of we this. would just do the entire show and avoid it. People would text in and call. And we will change the subject every time it comes up. We'll do baseball recruiting for the entire. We'll we'll do fall ball the entire October. We'll and break November. down the Ohio Valley wrestling roster. We'll relive the football season. Act like it started again in January. You damn right we will. Cause it's gonna be beautiful. This is gonna be two years in a row. The football team might win more games than the basketball. Well, let's, let's come on. Let's, let's, we're, we're still a ways away. Did you see the the first? I saw the first bracket for the twenty twenty four college football playoff. Which just seeing it got me like. Looks like oh, goosebumps. Yeah. Like, I get so excited. The only thing that I hate about it is the, the the quarterfinal games, because they're trying not to compete with the NFL playoffs, which is understandable. I mean, the semifinal oh, yeah. games are going to have to be on a weeknight. Ugh. I know, Thursday, Friday, because the weeknight of the or the week of the, the semifinal games is going to be the weekend of the wildcard playoff games. So they can't play on Saturday or Sunday. So they're going to play, I think, one game Thursday, one game Friday. They haven't decided yet. I mean, I'd be okay with Friday night, I guess. I'd rather do Friday night like Monday night. Is that weird? Monday is like the biggest – that's the biggest night for, for, for ratings for TV. So that's why the college football, football and, and basketball championship games are on Monday. Yeah, So that would, that would seem to make sense. Um, but, I mean, just, just seeing the bracket, man. I think this is going to be one of those things where we're like, why – didn't we just do this? You're, you're going to have the first Especially round games. We're in it. The first round games on at the end of December, December 20th and 21st. There's going to be one game on Friday, one game, uh, three games on the 21st. Those are going to be campus side games, and then you get quarterfinals at the Sugar Fiesta Peach and Rose Bowls on uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. One game New Year's Eve, 
three games New Year's Day. The semifinals are the Orange and the Cotton Bowls. Those are Thursday and or Friday. I haven't decided yet. Ninth and the tenth, and then the title game will be on Monday, January twentieth. This is my bold prediction right now. I know that there's a lot of money in this. I know that there's a lot of, you know, there's a reason why they're playing the quarterfinal sites at, at bowl games. I think when people see the environments for these first round games that are on campus sites, everybody's going to be like uh, the the powers that be who have the the buys, the Alabamas of the world, the the you know the Ohio States of the world. They're going to be like, we want the quarterfinals to go to campus sites because I mean, think about it. As big as the games have been at, at BAM and Ohio State over the years, you've never had a game that has literally like, been a national championship like, elimination game. You, you've never had a playoff before. I mean, you've not, had, not a, I mean, Auburn, I think Auburn, Alabama, and Ohio State, Michigan have had a couple matches in the last couple of years that you, you theoretically could say kind of the, you the, get the titles. The playoff, like, yeah. like, you never know anything for certain. Like, this is very clear. Like, you win this game, you're playing this team in the next round, you lose this game. Your season's over. But those are the only two exceptions. I mean, there's no one else right. you can name that. Like those inv- I mean, imagine imagine hosting a game at LNN Stadium where, like, somehow a few years from now, we're, you know, we earn a, a, a seven seed. We're hosting the 10 seed in that first round. Like, it would be the greatest thing of all time. Like, in, in the college football playoff. I'm, we'd fill the stripes. We, it'd be a zero-stripe game. It'd be a no <laughs> question about it. No questions asked. I mean, I'm, I'm excited just talking about Like, seeing a bracket. I'm a bracket guy. Seeing a bracket out there. Just made me get all tingly. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. We can do bracket pools for college football now. It's going to be great. It's going to be I mean, so much fun. It didn't take as long, but still. It's going to be so much fun. All right, we'll take a break when we come back. We're going to be on it, too. We're going to be in that bracket. Final thoughts from you guys on the text line. Final thoughts from us. We'll look ahead to some of the things going on tonight and this weekend in the world of sports and make some predictions. It's the Mike Rutherford Show live from Oxmoor Ford here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. I can't understand. Are you reeling in the Segment of the week here on Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 The Big X, live from Oxmoor, 14. Prompt end there. You doing the music from your phone? I, I'm trying. It's hard to fade it when I know, I'm remote. I know. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it. I know. Sorry about that. I know you're, just, produ- you're doing double duty here as we are live from Oxmoor, 4 here in the heart of St. Matthews. Again, the best and bro- biggest selection of vehicles in Kentuckyana is right here. Stop by and see us. Get yourself a new car, like Say, uh, this weekend. Start your weekend off hey, right. Hey, buy a new truck. New wheels. Buy a new truck. Just yeah. like Say, Say. Um, we are. We, we got about 16 minutes left. If you want to get thoughts in on the Thornton sex line, hit us up at 502-414-1450. We've been so swept up in uh, Danilo Yovanovich madness that we have not mentioned the fact that 
It's a big night for both of us tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots on the line, isn't it? Game six. Game six. Lanch back home. Not since Hosting Starbucks Kraken. came to, to be. Has Seattle been this pumped? I said, I said Lanch back home. I mean, Lanch on the road. They're going to have to win in Seattle to bring things back home for a game seven in Denver. 10 o'clock TNT. Lanch season on the line. The reigning Stanley Cup champs on the verge of being one and done here in the playoffs to your beloved Kraken and then me. I don't know when I'm going to watch Shallow High. If they lose tonight, like I don't know if I can do it this weekend. We're going to a derby party Saturday night. I guess I could do it Sunday night. I'll be shocked if you actually go through with it. Oh, I'll do it. I, I don't mean, watch you, on bets. Oh. <laughs> I don't. What am I? What? I guess technically you've never watched on a bet, but like you. Oh, I didn't do the, the, the giving up something for for Lent. I was never. Like anytime do we've that. done an agreement or something, like you've 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 always passed on it. That's just one time. What about the? Uh, you're gonna watch? Uh, have you still watched that last 20 minutes of Only Murders? That was Lent. That was for Lent. Was that? Yeah, we supposed to do it like once a week. I don't, and then I realized I didn't. He's been it. all 40 days and avoided the one time. I realized I wasn't. I'd never actually agreed to it. So I was like, No, I'm not gonna do it. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it's also not giving up anything for Lent. You just wanted me to do stuff <laughs> that I didn't want to I'm do. Trying to better you, and you're just, you're just fighting me. I swear, it's just it's like a, it's like I'm like the kid with the vegetables. I'm like, you'll like it. Trust me. And I'm not going to like it's, Shallow Out. I'll tell you, I, it reminds me when I was a kid. I'll never forget when I was younger. My mom, uh, I was so mad. She rented Princess Bride, and I didn't want to see it. She's like, it's got Andre the Giant in it. Oh, come on. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. Top three romantic comedy of all time. You're comparing Princess Bride to Shallow How. They do have similarities. I will watch the movie if we lose. That's I, that's I promise you. I mean, he I'll looks at Gwyneth Paltrow. He sees Hunter the Giant. I will give you video <laughs> evidence, photographic evidence of me watching this. It's probably, I kind of want to watch it with you. <laughs> I, I can, we can, can I, FaceTime. I'll, can I come over? I'll FaceTime Sunday night because I'm going to have because Lord knows Mary's not going to watch it with me. I'll have to do it upstairs by myself. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, – I do appreciate you like like trying to squeak it, get it over with like it's a band aid or something. Yeah, you know? well, because the longer it goes, the more I'm like, oh god, I don't want to do this. I gotta watch this. <laughs> I missed this news yesterday, but it's the most fitting hire of the off season in the college basketball world for me. Uh, Memphis State has hired Rick Stansberry, former Western Kentucky no. coach, oh, as an assistant to Penny Hardaway staff. <laughs> I mean, Penny Hardaway not even trying to hide things anymore. <laughs> he had, I mean. He, He's got uh, – who do you have? Uh, he had Larry Brown, yeah, Larry Brown two years ago. Yeah. He had um, Make It Rain um, from Frank Haith last year, and now he's got Rick Stansberry. Like the three biggest crooks in college basketball the last 20 years have all been on his staff there. So Will Wade will it. be joining the staff next the year we'll, after? Once Will Wade's done at Savannah State, if he gets fired down there, I mean, he's done, yeah. then he's going to join the staff at Memphis. There's no questions asked. Who else could he hire? We have Will Wade – I mean, the Miller brothers are both. Sean's already landed again. Lorenzo Romar. <laughs> Todd Bozeman. Johnny Jones. Todd Bozeman. <laughs> They're all still coaching. He has come back. Is there somebody, is there somebody still like on like uh, on suspension right now? Currently. I mean, Todd Bozeman, by the way, is on staff at Rhode Island, which also is the home of um, Kenny Johnson, the U of L coach, who has oh a show God. cause against him. And Archie Miller's the head coach. Hey, there. if anybody remembers how they handled the Lamar Odom thing, then that should not surprise anyone. Those three at Notre Dame. They're not winning at all right now. So they, they barely won with, with Lamar Odom either. Switch your point. They got to get that fixed. Uh, we'll take some text from you guys here to try. We'll try to get to as many as we can. Five hundred two, four one four fourteen fifty. What you got? I was saying, Catino Mobley and Evan uh, Evan. Uh, it was Katina Who was the uh, Tyson Wheeler? That was the other Tyson guard. Tyson Wheeler, yeah, that, that went to the Elite Eight when they lost to uh, Mark Madden. Madsen. Getting, 
game-winning buzzer beater at the end of the A-10 championship game, which was glorious. Uh, Texture says, I'm starting to suspect that uh, Coach Kenny Payne had an unexpected run-in with self-help guru Tony Robbins, who hypnotizes him into see, seeing the beauty that exists even in the least physically appealing transfers. I swear he is the that's – that's, that's part of a plot line for Star Shall How, by the way. I, I, I caught on. Okay. I figured that out. <laughs> Texture says, bring back Paget." Oh, don't don't get me st- – I mean, come on. You think I'm excited over Braum. You bring back Pageant. I mean, good Lord. When it happened, were you – did you want David get the, to get the full-time job? Yes. You were, you were supporting I thought I, – not only did I, I want him to get it, I think he deserved it. Now, I, I, I'm not surprised if he had – I would not have been shocked if they – I know they didn't opt him, but if they had and he turned it down, that wouldn't have surprised me because I'm sure it was a lot, lot on his plate at once and he handled it – he won four or five times as many games as Kenny Payne did, and had less less time to prepare. God, we we're talking about how like we thought last year was the worst of the worst. Remember when David Padgett narrowly missing the NCAA tournament was won like, twenty games was unbelievably bad. He literally walked off the court. I mean, he, and also uh, irritates me about that is I just I don't know if this is true. This is just in my own mind. I've worked this out. You know him better than I do. And he, but like I feel like if he had that hadn't happened, we could have groomed him for like two three years, and then he traditionally moves into the spot for Patino like in the right air and. I do think there was a sense when Rick was there that, like, first of all, I think Rick, I don't think, I know, Rick wanted Richard to be the, the coach after him, which is understandable. Of course, every coach wants to be a son. But then Richard. Oh, it's never worked anywhere, by it the had, way. It, it's never worked anywhere it's ever happened. There was some, There was a rumor <laughs> out there that was, like, they've worked it out. It's like there's a unofficial agreement that Rich will be the coach. And I remember, like, talking, Tom Church was like, no. That's, that, that, he's like, I'm never going to – we'll never do something like that. It's not going to happen here. But I, I do think there was a sense that – because Richard was doing his own thing, and he was doing really, really well at the time, and I think he wanted to – you know, he didn't have his eyes set on Louisville. There was a sense that, like, David was going to work his way up the assistant ranks. He was going to go out on his own and be a, like, three years later, mid-major head coach – hopefully kill it there, maybe get a power conference job, and then at some point down the line, yeah, like he would be on Louisville's radar and would be an obvious choice to be our head coach like 15 years from now, 20 years from now. Yeah. And the whole process got sped up by like two decades where he went from the third guy on the bench, like the lowest experienced assistant, to like the head coach. And did a better job coaching than Kenny Payne did last year. Probably, I think that's probably fair. Um, I mean, I think it's – I mean, 22 I don't wins is more than four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can – don't – don't give me well. He had a better team. I mean, yeah, sure. I guess he did, but I mean, Kenny Payne had a much better team than four win team as well. So I mean, what he do you did. expect? I just I, and I know pa, I guess Pageant. I guess just I don't know if that soured him from coaching or. I, I think he ended up with a good situation. You know, they moved around so much when he was doing assistant stuff and working in, in small yeah. cities, and I think his. his well, he's in commentary now too. But his yeah. wife was basically like, you know, we want him. There, she's from Louisville. They wanted to settle down. He got a good job. Um, very good paying job. That was a, a solid career, more stability. And I think they kind of were just like, if the perfect thing had fallen into his lap, maybe he would have pursued it. But if it was going back to being like an assistant in BF nowhere in, in the middle of the country, they had young kids. It was like, let's, let's start a family here. Maybe we can do that sometime down the line. But it just, it, it changed everything. It was a, it was a bad situation all the way around. Blame the wife. No, he's not blaming the wife. <laughs> a lot of people do that. Texas says, uh, Chris Mack would be thriving right now. I don't know about that, but maybe. Who knows? I mean, you can't, do, you can't be doing worse, right? You can't. I mean, there's a large, large gap between four wins and thriving. So, 
Probably somewhere in between. It would be my guess. That's a pretty damn big gap. <laughs> Texas is talking about the holes in the roster. No one is the answer to that issue when the issue is the coaching. I, I, I get that. All, you know, we'll cross that bridge when the games actually get here. All we can do at this point in the season is hope to have the best assembled roster possible. And we, like we, You can't just talk about every announcement with, yeah, but the coaching sucks, so it doesn't even matter. Like We have to operate under the impression that the coaching is going to be better and, and even if it's not, we have to talk about the roster the way. That it is. Uh, I'm gonna hope it is. I'm just not gonna be. Like I said, you, you're gonna have to earn me, earn earn my respect back, then because you lost it all last year. I mean, for sure, there's I mean, no question about it. Texas Trevor has every right to be this upset and grumpy. I'm completely done hoping for anything in the KP era. I mean, I'm still hoping. I'm just not expecting. Not either. I'm always gonna hope. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm forever. Hope is a good I mean, thing. Yeah. Right? I mean, Maybe the best of things. The best of things. I'm always going to hope, but just, you know, instead of, you know, coming out of a tunnel shirtless and free, I just end up in the projection room. Texture says, music artists these days make almost no money on streams. Almost all their money comes from touring. Okay. I, be- I believe it. I mean, why? I can't I see how they make No one buys an album anymore, right? Uh, no, very rarely. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't make any money off of I mean, I assume... I mean, don't they get like a, like a penny for every like hundred downloads on Spotify or something? Maybe I don't. I mean, something yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. So I guess yeah, touring would have to be it. Which I guess yeah. I mean, because sometimes you see the classic bands that I like, I want to go see, and I see how much they are, and it does kind of make me go, "Oh man, you're charging that much for that." But I guess if they're not making any album money, especially if you're current current artist or new younger artist, then you can't complain about paying a buttload, an arm and a leg for a ticket when you're getting to download it off for free anyway. You know. Texas says Mbako already scheduled his IU visit, not U of L. Yeah, he's next weekend. He's going to Indiana. So where we be the weekend after, right? Hopefully, I mean, you'd love to get in here. I guess Derby weekend, but that would no, be Derby. Yeah, you get no St. John's this weekend, Indiana next weekend, which is Derby weekend. I can't get him here for Derby. Balloon glows tonight. Clock is ticking. I mean, the, the kid's the biggest recruit that you've had a chance at even sniffing the underwear of since you've been at this team. And you can't somehow figure out how to get him here on Derby instead of being at Bloomington for a bike race probably. You should in this day and age be able to get him on a horse for one of the races if he wants to. Make that happen. Texas, don't we only have three scholarships, one gone today, one to Trey White? Do we have room for Mbako and R.J. Luis? Uh, we have two scholarships available as it stands right now. Eleven players at this moment are currently under scholarship. Uh, that includes Danilo Ivanovic. Um, if we give one to Trey White, if that does wind up coming to fruition, we've got one scholarship left. Yeah, but Luis and Mbako say they want to come. Somebody getting kicked off. I, my understanding is it's going to be White or Luis. It's not going to be both. Like they both they similar spots, similar games, similar wants for next year. You're not getting both of them. Oh, how would it matter? We had stopped us from bringing in more power forwards. Well, that's <laughs> we're not talking about guys who are. I mean, Nil Yovanovich had I think less options than all the guys that we're talking about here. <laughs> Uh, Texas Mulkey had words about Louisville at a Q&A from two days ago. I, I, it wasn't really like a shot. Like she was asked about – she got asked, like this was before Haley Van Lith committed. She was like, do you, she's like, how can I ask this? And it was like, do you think that Louisville is going to be upset very soon? And she was like, she was like, well, she's like, we don't play them, so like we're not going to beat them, so that's not the upset that you're talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, like, you know, get ready for it or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't that's that direction. Not that bad, yeah. She was just being and the, but the thing is like the media down there just like the hobgob. Like they they, they were just like oh, kill. I was like, Oh my god, this is annoying. You nailed it. 
I know it's so That's bad exactly everywhere. That's exactly how the reporter sounded. And I'm like, oh, she's talking about Haley. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, you're so cute. It'd be hilarious. Oh, maybe you want to barf everywhere. It's disgusting. <laughs> Texas podcast listener, so I have no idea if this has been said yet, but Ivanovich is rated lower than Fabio Basili on the 24-7 sports. Do you have anybody that left our team that's rated a bu- uh, behind uh, um, Gaudio? Whatever his name is. Gaudio? Dino. Dino. You're getting farther and farther <laughs> away from his actual name. I did see today that Devin Ree, another guy that we've talked about, uh, he officially committed to Louisiana Tech. So he'll be... Finally, at least the guy didn't leave us for a power five. Taking his talents to Louisiana. Yeah, Fabio Basile, I've got no idea. Sidney Curry, I've got no clue what's going on. But um. We did go back. They are all going back home, though, aren't they? I guess for except for Ellis. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Ellis but Ellis did go far. He's from Florida. Oh, no, Withers he's from North is, Carolina, yeah. Uh, he's Florida. Wheeler Juco. is. Yeah. Uh, who's, the, who's the other one? Uh, uh, Corey Lands is. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much all of them besides, uh, besides Ellis. You're right. Yeah. Texas, poor, apparently, poor Scoots played a hip-hop song from Hustle and Flow, and it happened to be the dirty version at the end of Roll Call. Well, oh, Scoots. That's going to happen. I love it when I'll say something. To, like, I'll try to explain something to Scoots. He's like, you know, it's in my first day, and then he does something like that. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying not to, like, be, get, make you mad by talking, like, like having to explain something to you, like a 33-year-old. But then you do something like that. It's like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Texas, there's no doubt that KP is seeing this as a multi-year rebuild. There's no other explanation for the strategy. We talked about this a lot last, like during the season. He definitely is approaching this as if he's got all the time in the world. Like, like I can win seven games next year, and then we're going to keep building. And I just – I don't think that he's – it's later than he thinks. Does he does – he, does he, he does know that Jerry Eves isn't the AD, right? I hope so. <laughs> Texas LSU media mic might be my favorite mic. Well, thank you. That was pretty good. Texas, we could hire John Wooden or Patches O'Houlihan as head coach, prop them up weekend at Bernie style, and they'd probably win more games than KP. God, people, <laughs> I'm telling you, this this is the most upset the text line has been. Not to mention, Patches O'Houlihan's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got from that. <laughs> Texas ranked the following from who's disgraced Louisville the most to the least, Patino, oh, Mack, and Payne. We don't need to do that. Oh, I tell you right now, it ain't going. Patino ain't going to be the top of my. He's at the bottom of my list. Yeah, he didn't disgrace us for nothing. And don't give me the Karen Cipher BS because I'm not falling for it. We did lose a championship. If you want to put that on him, I don't think it, it, I do. But the thing is, like, if if it's just like the disgrace, and you're not taking into account any of the good, then it's probably. I mean, Payne and and Patino very different levels of disgrace. Mac would be the least because we had two. I don't know, but Mac. I mean. Mac had headlines, but he still like he didn't have the worst season in the history, and he didn't have the biggest scandal in the program's history. He just had many scandals and many bad seasons, yeah. which we're talking about levels of disgrace here. Which and is, kind of the way he left was kind of I mean it was it, it was, was yeah it was not, none of it was, it was good, ugly, yeah. but I feel like none of it was as bad as what we're talking about on the on the other two fronts. But the fact that Patino won as much as he did and would have won more if he'd stayed, uh, I can't. There's no, I don't care. I'm not disgracing anything. Texas, I signed on late. How stupid do you all think this new player signing is? Who? <laughs> what <laughs> happened? We signed somebody? <laughs> Let's get this in. I know two you're minutes. not talking about that future all-pro tight end that Jeff Brown brought back in. <laughs> do we have two minutes to talk about this? Uh, speaking of uh, – speaking, speaking of Michigan, I mean, I don't know. If it, did we say this in the air, but – I mean, we, we were upset we, lo- we lose our punter and our kicker, but they did go to Colorado and Michigan. James Turner announced last night or today that he is headed to Michigan uh, to be their place kicker. That, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's, we, do we, I mean I'm not saying I want to lose, and I think we can get, you know, we're improving as a program, but I mean, it's not like we lost them to the scrubs. Yeah, it, it does make you feel better. Like, even last year, losing Tyrell, we lost in Alabama, who just 
had to come in and steal our guy, even though they didn't use him. But does it does it make you feel better on the basketball front? Like it's kind of the reverse now, where it's like Jalen Withers is going to Carolina, Ellis is going to Arkansas, Lance is going to Arizona State, and you're like, we're, we're losing players from a four in 2018 that are going to, to programs that are like playing in the NCAA. And we're bringing in scraps from Miami. Yeah, it's it, I don't know. It's it, I feel like it's a different. Well, everything's a different vibe on the basketball scene than the football scene. Or football school now. Speaking of uh, local sports outside of the, the big two, baseball in action tonight, 6 oh, o'clock first pitch. You can hear uh, all the action over there on 970 WGTK. Cards looking uh, for their first win in six ACC games after getting swept by Duke last week, dropping the opener to Miami by four straight one-run losses, which this, is kind of unreal. This is a shot moth question probably, but have we lost six games in the ACC under Dan? In a, in a year? Before? Yeah. yeah. We've lost that many in a row? Not in a row. No, no, no. This is this will be the longest conference. This is a conference longer than I was yeah. going to say. I, I mean, I believe we lost, I know we lost six in the season, but, yeah, to think that we've lost six in a row before, I I, I mean, I find that hard to believe this yeah. would be yeah, the first. It's This is the worst run we've had in conference play. And we've lost, uh, what, like, I think we for a long time, we had only lost, like, more than one series one time in the ACC. Yeah. And we've already lost, like, dropped, I think, four series. And of those six before. losses, what, four of them are by in the ninth inning? Four straight in one-run games. Uh, yeah. I think last night Miami actually scored in the eighth. Uh, but we lost 6-5, which yeah. eighth, ninth, same, <laughs> same thing, man. pretty much. Uh, tonight, let's make our prediction. Avs crack. Uh, oh. <laughs> 10 o'clock, TNT. Oh, you're going to smoke some crack. Are we getting a game seven, <laughs> or is it over tonight? Who you got? Did I mention that I put 50 on the crack in last game, too, by the way? Did you really? Oh, nice I'm going to do it tonight as well when I go up here. Um, I don't know why I did. I just it's like, okay. I'd forgotten about it until I went and looked at my, my account the day next day. Um, oh, it's happening tonight. You think so? Seattle uh, is going to be, I mean, not since the flannel shirt has been invented has this city ever been so pumped up. They're going to, I, the, I mean, we, I know they throw octopuses in Detroit. We need to get, like, like stuffed krakens and throw them. We need the girl making the face from the, the tweet I sent out the other day. We, I, the crack will flow. Like 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 the river of Nile. Abs win tonight. They're bringing nope. it back home. Then they win on Sunday. They they win. I tell you now, if the Kraken lose tonight, we're losing the series. And I'm walking, and I'm gonna make one of their players come and carry me. Abs win three two tonight. Kraken to score first like they always do. That's true. Yeah. Make sure we're gonna watch a random game winner in the third period. If you're gonna watch any part of the game, watch the second period because that's when it all happens. Is there an NBA tonight? Uh, NBA tonight. We don't have time to get to it. We gotta get out of here. No. I've got. I'm off to the balloon glow. I'm gonna get some all recruits right. for Fine. us. It's gonna be a fantastic night. Everyone have a terrific weekend. We'll see you guys back here Monday at three o'clock. Don't drop the lid. Go have it. Mississippi moon, won't you keep on shining on